little bit of bunts for this, but... A little bit of bunts. But... Be nice if you could uh, give us a call and take part. 08459 455 555. I tell you now, we're, we're lowering our standards slightly. So if you've been banned in the past, if you think... Oh, they, they wouldn't want to listen to what I've got to say. That, 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 that nice gentleman wouldn't want to hear my story about putting milk on a window ledge or how to wash wool. I would want to hear those today. I really would. 08459 555. You can go to facebook.com, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Or you can send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, here's something. Here is something that I know you'll be able to help. I've already had um, uh, our standing producer is Kelly Betts. Morning, Kelly Betts. Morning. That's all, that's all we want. That's all. You take those headphones off. That's all we need. Are you okay? Yeah. Not bothered. Now, uh, I've had an argument with her this morning uh, about I've got a scarf and it's my favourite, favourite scarf that I haven't managed to lose. And uh, it's wool. And I want to know, can I put, how can I wash a wool scarf? Because she goes, I'll put it in the washing machine. You can't put wool in the washing machine. You can't do that. Even on the wool setting, if you put wool in a washing machine, it's going to come out all boggly or all... You can't do it. Can I wash my wool and scarf? 08459 455555. That's... That's the level of conversation we've got for you this morning. I mean, I think heart is on this morning. If you want to switch to them, I'll find out the frequency for you and uh, let you know. But hey, stick around. Help an old man out.
honestly, um, <clears throat> pretty much anything goes this morning. I don't want to sound desperate, but could you please give me a call? Please. Thanks. 08459 555. Now, people gathered in Luton Town Centre yesterday for a peace rally. We mentioned this on the show last week. Community leaders called for the rally after a spate of violent deaths in the town. There have been 12 gun-related incidents in the town this year and three fatalities since last September. Well, we sent our reporter Matt Lockwood along. The sound of a peace rally in Luton. There must be at least a couple of hundred people from across the black community, concerned parents, children, who are being told to stay on the right path. There's a feeling here today that enough is enough. You can see a car and it's got the banner of the Non-Violence Alliance on there. There's lots of posters saying uh, messages like, for some it's already too late, don't let it be you, stop the violence, we're all in this together. To take a life is easy, but to save one may take a miracle. Well, as the rally got underway, mum of two, Ruth Carter, was among those taking a stand. I'd rather be a part of the solution and help correct the things that are going on. Show some love. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to sing about one love. You know, one heart. Let's get together. Let's feel all right. Even though we're in a time of despair and things are going like it's chaos. Do you know, I trust in God. Do you know what I mean? That's who I put my trust in. Because at the end of the day, if we don't get the order right, it will be chaos. But, you know, we're just going to come in together in love, in community spirit, and sing one love, yeah? So join in. Don't just watch us. Open up your mouth and sing, yeah? Come on. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel all right. One love, one Well, Trisha Lachlan is a concerned parent and member of the Non-Violence Alliance. She told reporter Matt Lockwood that victims of violence and crime are going to them instead of the police. All sorts of incidents of, of youngsters getting chased around the town, um, chased by a carload of people looking to rob them um, or harm them with weapons. Um, the, these kind of incidents, are some of these, most of these kids that are being chased are innocent kids. They're just out on the street, and these guys are just out one night, just doing, going mad, you know, causing mayhem in the town, really. Um, but I mean, last, not last, yeah, it was last week. We had in one day, we had three incidents where three young people were chased, um, and they're being chased for their mobile phone and twenty quid, or you know, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. And I know the non-violence are doing um, pretty good work. Um, they will get there, but we need to stand united with them and support them in what they're doing. I mean, what role do the police have, the local authority? Because the, the peace rally has been held outside the town hall today. Are you trying to send a message to Luton Borough Council that you need to Definitely. take a bit more responsibility? Definitely. Definitely, Luton Borough Council needs to stand up. Stop. Um, for those that think that we haven't got a problem in our town, they really need to step out into the communities where it's going on. Speak to us. We'll give them reported crime incidents that are unreported to the police. Non-violence will give, be able to give them that, you know, weekly. If they think that we haven't got a problem in their town, they're really mistaken. We have. And non-violence needs the support from the council and we need, you know, we need support from the police. It's, it's 
it is hard for the police. I'm not saying it's not. When you've got witnesses that won't come forward because they're too scared, you know, um, all because really of a handful of boys um, in the town that are causing sort of problems. They need to, like, you need to come forward. There is protection, there is things out there. If you need to come forward and step up. Well, later on in the show, we'll be hearing from Ollie Martins, Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner, who was also at the rally. Here's a question. Were you there uh, on Sunday? 08459 555. Uh, excellent that, that something like this is being done, and well done to those people who are wanting to, to uh, make a change in the community and, and end gun crime and violent crime. Of course, there have been far too many in Luton. But, 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 the people who are, who are committing the crimes, do you think that they'll be listening to that? You think the gangs will be um, sitting around going, you fancy going and um, doing a shooting? Well, do you know what? No, because of that peace rally that happened yesterday, I think maybe we need to reassess um, our, our gun culture within this gang. Maybe just play Xbox instead. I don't know. I don't mean to be flippant. And, 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 I, and as I keep saying, I'm bored of reporting gun crimes on this show because we do it every week. We're always sending Justin off somewhere and um, to the scenes of a shooting or something like that. I hate it. It's horrible. Horrible. Uh, is anything like that actually going to change anything? And part of me, and can I say this, permission to speak freely, thank you. It, it does concern me, doesn't con- concerns the wrong word, I'm trying to find the right word and I can't. The heavy religious overtones at the peace rally may have put some people off. Not knocking religion or anything like that at all. But, but the, 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 the um, heavy presence of uh, a certain brand of Christianity at the uh, peace rally may have scared some people off. Listen, I'm all for marching for peace. Yeah, bring it on. I nearly marched in the, um, the protest against Iraq years ago. I didn't. I actually had a nap that day. That's, the, that's a true story. I was working very... I had a doze. I know. Don't judge me. But uh, I'm all for marching for peace. I, I think I could have been put off by um uh i think i could have been put off by the heavy religious overtones i would have thought well maybe this is something i don't particularly want to be associated with necessarily oh eight four five nine four double five five double five were you at the rally do you think it'll make any difference at all whatsoever oh eight four five nine four double five five double five well we just heard a young lady singing this song at the peace rally it seems um relevant to play it doesn't it Bob Marley, the singer.
Is there life after the armed forces? They've got fantastic skill set. City Street is great. Fruit, veg, fruit. you're telling me the best thing about your local market. It's inexpensive, but quality products that's grown locally. How has adoption affected your family? He always says to me, she is my birth mother, but you're my mum. Mark Forrest, weeknights from seven on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you were at the Peace Rally at the weekend in Luton, I'd love to hear from you. Do you think it will achieve anything? Seriously, it's always nice, isn't it, when people of a um, single mind get together and feel all right. But, you know, when you join together with people and um, give thanks to the Lord. No, hang on. It's always good, isn't it, when people of a common idea get together to, to celebrate that idea. And the idea of peace, of course, is, uh, is a fantastic one. Will it actually achieve anything, though? It's not going to stop those kids running around with guns and knives, is it? Really? I'd be very, very surprised. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you were there or not, will it make a difference? What will make a difference? Now, it's a bank holiday show. It's slightly different from the uh, the normal shows uh, in that, well, we lower our standards and pretty much anything goes. 08459 455 555. Claire's from Milton Keynes. Claire, I, I, I realised I just said we lower our standards just before you come on and that could be construed as being rude. I do, apo- <laughs> I do apologise. Yeah. I'm sure you have a very high standard. Of course. You're involved in the, the Milton Keynes marathon today, aren't you? Yes, we are. Well, I'm not running in it. I don't oh. think I could do that. But, uh, <laughs> no, I don't, don't. Everyone says to me, oh, Ian, you should run a marathon and... Uh, no, no, uh, never going to do it. Never yeah. going to do it. Doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. <laughs> well, what are you no, doing then, Claire? If, if you're if you're not running, what are you what are you doing? I'm in a band. We're a covers band, but uh, we are playing to entertain the runners and keep them going. And their supporters playing at Will and Lake this morning. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. What's the name of the band? It's called Secret Genius. Oh, I like that. And what songs are you going to play? Uh, we do a bit of everything from like current stuff, Pink, Green Day, Foo Fighters. We do sixties stuff. We even do a bit of country. We do everything. Do you play um, Keep On Running by the Dave Clark Five? No, but we are doing Run To You. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Well done. You see, Thank that's you. nice. How does how do you get a gig like that? Do you just kind of get in touch with them? or do, How does it work? Uh, well, we were going to do it last year, except it rained, and we kind of, we did ask. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a Battle of the Bands thing, I believe, this year. Oh. So they're going to have other bands around the course as well. Uh, but they got in touch with us and just said, uh, you know, bands apply, basically, and they selected people to play. So. And I... Are you the singer, Claire? I am. Can, yeah. can you give us a little snatch now? <laughs> 25 years of my life is still trying to get up that great big hill of hope for a destination. <laughs> That's rubbish, but yeah. It was brilliant! I need my music. That was brilliant! <laughs> 
And I take a deep breath and I step outside and I tell my dad that and I get real hard. I say, what's going on? Oh, uh, do I come and do a backing thing? I'm not bad, am I? Yeah, I'm not bad. Do some BVs for us. Hey, Claire, listen, this morning. So just just tell us again, where, whereabouts are you so that people can come on along and have a, we have are a look? Near, we are near the pub at Will and Lake, basically, oh. on the grass in a marquee. Oh, I see, Claire. Oh, you've just given yourself away. We're near the pub. <laughs> We're near the pub. You've got to be, haven't you? You have got to be. And it's going to be nice weather. It's going to be a cracking day for, for playing yeah, outside. Looks like it. Claire, one, one thing we're doing this morning yes. is... And, no, no, yes, you, and you should sound nervous. <laughs> we're asking everybody who calls in... Yes. What's under your bed? What's that? Probably a bit of fluff. Is that all? <laughs> Maybe the dog occasionally, that's about it. Do you not store <laughs> stuff under your bed? Well, technically, yes, but I've got drawers in my bed, you see. Oh, so. well, what's in your drawer? That counts as being under the bed. What's in there? Is, is your pyjamas, your jimmy jams? Yeah, books, mm. my hot water bottle. Ah, oh, <laughs> there's nothing... Listen, even the, the days of uh, um, uh, electric blankets, there's nothing better than a hot water bottle on a oh, cold exactly. night, is there? See, yeah, you've got to have your hot water bottle. You've got to have your hot water <laughs> bottle. Claire, thank you very much indeed. Claire from Milton Keynes. She's playing in a covers band at the Milton Keynes Marathon. If you're running in the marathon today, do give us a call, 08459 455 555. Every time there's a marathon. Hey, Ian, you should, uh, you should run a marathon and uh, get sponsored. No. No, not happening. Not happening. Not having any of that. Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number. And what's under your you bed? Me cry when you see it. Goodbye, is that a shame? My tears feel like rain. You said we'll part in that shame. My tears fell like rain. Ta, 
Yes, Fats Domino. Where on earth did he get a name like that from? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Well, JVS has uh, his big phone in every normal weekday from nine o'clock. Well, today I uh, thought we'd have a little crack at it. Thought we'd have a little go. <clears throat> so the big question this morning is. What's under your bed? Our news correspondent, Justin Dealey, joins me live from Luton now. Good morning, Justin. Ian, good morning. Justin. I think we need to put on our JVS voices for this. Yes, uh, on the big phone in today from 9am, uh, what's under your bed? Some people have got some disgraceful yes. things under their bed. What do you think? Is that outrageous? Uh, give me a call now. What do you reckon? I reckon you're only doing that because you know there's a good chance that he, uh, A, he's not coming in today, yes. and B, he won't be listening to that. Yes, quite possibly. Yes, I agree. But yes, I'll have a go. Yes, so, on the big phone in this morning, it's disgusting. <laughs> Nadine Doris, what's under your bed? Nadine Doris, Nadine Doris, will you answer the question, please? What is under your bed? Well, we got in touch with the company, and I've spoken to the car dealership, and basically, not to be confused with any car dealership of a similar name, they said, what's under your bed? Yeah. I thought you said he wasn't coming in. I thought he was in the <laughs> studio oh, for a second. Justin Dealey. What's under your bed, uh, uh, J.D.? What's under my bed? Um, I have some shoes under there, some old records. Uh, I want to look yesterday. There were some well, dreadful I, records under there. Hang on, why dreadful. would you have records under your bed? Well, the thing is, they're, they're, they're big, dirty things, aren't they, these days? You know, where, where else am I going to put them? <laughs> these days? They're the same <laughs> size. They've always, they're, they're 7 or 12 inches. I know, but I can, cra- I can cram loads more CDs into my flat than what I can vinyl. So right, okay. I've got some vinyl under there. Um, I've got some designer underpants, which I'd forgotten all about. Jeez. And um, also some, some nails, probably, from... Uh, about 2007. Fingernails? Yes, yes. There's nothing more satisfying. I I, I tell you the most satisfying thing in the world is um, getting your leg at just the right angle and and getting that big toenail off. (laughs) Isn't it satisfying? It's wonderful. Those are keepers. Those are keepers. Brilliant. Under my bed, thanks for asking, I have um, several books, including three books about uh, 60s pop group The Mamas and the Papas. Oh, not the monkeys. No, 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 no. no. I've been going through a bit of a Mamas and Papas phase. I I also have uh, nails toenails mm-hmm. and I have a couple of dirty handkerchiefs I've been blowing my nose yes and um, the rest and um, some dirty pants yeah yep, yep, yep. Well, what about those toys we sent you out to ask people what they had under their beds didn't yes you? yes a big topic this one in um, I was in Lucen I was asking people that very question some very interesting answers and this is what people had to say suitcases and three teddy bears nothing no, I don't want nothing below my bed. Three pairs of shoes. <laughs> Very specific. Uh, are no, these special is, shoes? No, yeah. no, they're, they're old ones. I, just, I know they're there. That's all I've got under the bed. Ian wants to know, what's under your bed? What's what? What's under your bed? Nothing. I haven't got anything. Nothing at all? No. Seriously? Yeah. I have clothes and shoes and a lot of dust. Madam, what's under your bed? Oh, under my bed... My bed is the bed that you have with the drawers. So I've got my bed sheet and my blankets, all the proper things. It's classy, isn't it? Yeah, that's clearly classy. Very nice and clean. Thank you. (laughs) Justin, we have sent you on some odd um, uh, missions before, but when Mm. on on Friday we said, Justin, go out and ask people what's under their bed, I saw your shoulders just kind of drop a little bit. Well, to, to be fair, I thought it was going to be difficult, but yeah. it's one of those subjects where everyone has got an opinion, so it, it, it wasn't <laughs> nearly, actually too much hassle. It was quite, everyone, quite enjoyable. Nearly everyone's got a bed these days, yes. which is, <laughs> yeah. is, is pretty everyone's awesome. Everyone's got a bed. Yes. Um, some people um, were saying some, some unusual things, uh, like the man there.
they're saying three pairs of shoes. Very, very specific. Yep. But uh, on the whole, Ian, it was a very enjoyable experience. And I will be asking that question again throughout the morning yep. on the big phone-in. OK. And uh, just, to, just I, I do hope JVS isn't listening. He can <laughs> sue us for using that phrase. <laughs> uh, 08459 455 555. And be honest about what's under your bed as well. Yeah, do, do, yeah. do be honest. I don't want any of this... Oh, if you've got, uh, you know, a suitcase full of... <clears throat> you know, yeah, German magazines, nighttime equipment. Yeah, then, then <laughs> let us. No, we, we have young ears listening, so just be careful. But, mm. but do let us know. Justin, can I ask? You, you like movies, don't you? Films. I do. Yes, yes. Have where, you seen? Where's this going? Well, it's, yep. it's going. I'm going to ask you a question about a movie. Okay. Have you seen the latest James Bond movie, Skyfall? Do you know what? I've got to make a revelation right now, oh. and um, somebody else might back me up here. I have not seen one of the James Bond films, any of them, Sorry? in full. Not one. What? Nope. Even. Well, not one. Okay, so hang on a second. So you've seen bits of James Bond films. Yep. Which James Bond films bits have you seen? Skyfall. Right. Mm, that's about it. Wow. I know. Why? Just not my cup of tea, to, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I tend to like horror films uh, and things like that. Um, James Bond, is that really going to happen in real life? Well, Probably no, of course not. not. It's a film. I know that, but it, it's not real enough for me. I Well, listen, you've, you've uh, thrown me slightly off, off my stride here. I, I do love James Bond, and my favourite James Bond film is Live and Let Die, Roger Moore, classic, mm. wonderful, the best. Yeah. Uh, I've also enjoyed the recent um, Daniel Craig James Bond films, even though I've not understood them. I watched Skyfall at the weekend. And what happened? I thought it was rubbish. Really? Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought there were some really good bits in it. I thought the baddie was good. We didn't see enough of the baddie. But I thought overall... Mm. Uh, I mean, you're talking to somebody who's mm. never seen a James Bond film. You're hardly selling it to me. Um, what I would say, the music is great, but in terms of the films, no, not seen one in full. But I can't imagine that there's anybody else who's, who's like me who hasn't seen any James Bond film. I've obviously seen the clips on, on these TV shows, the reruns they do. <laughs> but I've never actually sat down and watched a whole James Bond film from start to finish. There okay, you go. let's put it out. Uh, 08459 555. Are you a, a sad soulless loser like Justin Dealey <laughs> have you never or oh, you're still there sorry yes. have you never seen a James Bond film Ollie the uh, work experience lad next door is, uh, is is pulling a face Ollie Ollie you, you seem to be upset there Ollie when I said that Skyfall was a bit rubbish why it's a great film well, tell me what's great about it it's fun things explode there's shooting there's not much plot which is quite good because it's easy to follow yeah it's just bad compared guy, to the other the, the bad guy was good but compared to the other Bond films Oh, there's a bit where he runs through London Underground. I've done that. It doesn't make me a spy. Yeah, it's good fun, though. He goes to Scotland and recreates the final scene from Home Alone. <laughs> great film. Well, th- now that is a great film. 08459 455 555. Right. Let's get the latest travel news now with Justin Peterson. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, thank the Lord, someone else that didn't like Skyfall. Cotton House Road. In no, Justin, wasn't film. it disappointing? It was... I sat in a talk, 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 talk. Oh, bit of action. Talk, 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 yep. talk, talk. Blow up a house in Scotland. Finished. <laughs> Cotton House Road. I know, it's and, so and it's boring. being hailed as one of the best ones, up for Oscars and all this kind of stuff. Well, I'm on your side, in, and if they want to take us down doing it, I'll support you 100%. What a boring film. Justin Cotton Peterson, you are my brother now. Thank you, sir. Indeed. Carry on. 
Cobhouse Road in Luton currently shut due to a police incident in all St Augustine Avenue and St Ethelbert Avenue. Road is closed both ways on a police incident in the Biscuit area of Luton. So far the motorways are looking good. Public transport obviously being a bank holiday some services might be reduced or not run whatsoever. Here's one example. Children Railway are suspended London Maribyrn through towards Arisham. Justin Peterson, BBC Three Counties Radio. Justin, thank you very much indeed. We'll get more travel a little bit later on. Now we, we think we're going to the news now. We're not completely sure. I have have had uh, reports there is a badly parked car in the BBC Three Counties car park. So I'm assuming that means that Serena Farrow's in the building. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, yes indeed, I'm still here. Police in Buckinghamshire are trying to find a man who raped a 12-year-old girl. She was walking alone when the man pulled her into a wooded area at a play park in Milton Keynes. The attack happened in March but was only reported on Saturday. Meanwhile, hundreds of people gathered in Luton yesterday for a peace rally. Community leaders called it after a spate of violent deaths. People in Milton Keynes, meanwhile, are being asked what they think about plans to knock down the Agora Centre in Wolverton. And the pensions minister has said the government is planning to change the rules on pensions is in order to limit their payment to the spouses of people living abroad. That's the news. Now let's turn to all the morning sport. Beds, hearts and bucks, sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. With Serena Farrow, complete with orange skin, peroxide hair and dodgy tennis tops for all of your sporting needs. Dearie me. Right, Chelsea have moved up to third in the Premier League after a 1-0 victory over Manchester United at Old Trafford last night. Let's turn to today and it's the second leg of the League One playoff semis. Sheffield United take a 1-0 lead to Yeovil at half past one, while Brentford hosts Swindon at half past four with the tie all square. Hemel Hempstead play their Southern Premier playoff final at home to Gosport. A win for the Tudors would earn them promotion, most likely to Conference South. Hemel boss Dean Brennan's hoping home vantage will Help. What I would say is, is that um, we're a fresh, brand new side, really. We're not even a year old, so uh, we've got a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of drive, and a lot of belief. So hopefully, uh, the home advantage does help. I know the one direction and the that we've got at this moment in time will, uh, will definitely help with their drum and they'll be singing away. Elsewhere, Biggleswade Town go to rugby in the Southern League Division 1 Central Playoff Final. Let's turn to rugby and Saracens will play Northampton Saints in the Premiership Playoff Semis. That's tomorrow. Saris beat Bath at 23-14 at Alliums Park to finish top of the table in the regular season. Saracens Director of Rugby, Mark McCall, is expecting Northampton to be a tough opposition. No, they're a very balanced team. If you look at, they look at the pack that they picked today against Harlequins, they've got a really good spine to their team. They've got... Um, it, internationals throughout their pack um, so it's going to be a really really tough challenge Finally, Ronnie O'Sullivan has a 10-7 lead going into the last day of the World Snooker Championship final, but is up against a dogged opponent in Barry Hawkins. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport will bring you more at 7 with my own special trail, I hope You're right, Serena Yep, thanks You okay? I'm good, thank you You okay? Yes. It's a fine morning, isn't it, out there? Very fine morning indeed. Yes. To Oh, hang on, hang on a minute. To love them, support them. Uh-huh. Oh. Call 08459 oh 455 555. 08459 455 555. BBC mm. Three yes. Counties Radio. 
I've just been told the show's actually being broadcast on the radio. It's act, people can listen to this. It's not just a bunch of students messing around. I do hope my boss isn't listening today, because I, I, like, I like paying my mortgage. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning, including the Peace Rally in Luton. If you were there at the Peace Rally at the weekend, uh, what was it like? Did, did, and if you weren't there as well, you can give me a call on this. Do you think a Peace Rally, with very strong Christian overtones will actually achieve anything at all. 08459 455 555. What's under your bed as well? We're playing all morning. Washing wool. Uh, can it? Can you wash a woolen scarf? 08459 455 555. And does anyone agree with me? Skyfall. Quite a boring film. Now, you want a good James Bond film? You want this. When you were young and your heart was an old Book. You used to say, live and let live. But if this ever changing world in which we live in makes you give in and cry, say, live and let die.
Doing a little bit of beatboxing there during the end of Live and Let Die. I wonder if you noticed. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 555. Steve, the uh, milkman in Sharnbrook has called in. Good morning to you, Steve. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. The bank holiday shows are always... Um, I always enjoy them, because we get to come in. It's a little bit more relaxed. We still do some of the serious stuff, but then we just get to mess around and and uh, do beatboxing to Paul McCartney songs, which which c- can't be a bad thing, can it? Sounds good to me. What have you called in for, boss? Just one, what you know what's, one that was under my bed. Oh, yeah, go on. What's under your bed? Well, there's nothing under my bed. That's where I sleep. Um, yeah, but my missus thinks I'm a little potty. Hang, hang on a second, let me just uh, find out what our political reporter, Paul Scoyne, thought about that joke. Peter. <laughs> well, he enjoyed it, so that's... Uh, that's that good. Good, good, good. Naughty, Steve. Stephen, are you not running in the Milton Keynes Marathon today? I was going to, but I got to work, so unfortunately oh, I can't. Man, I, I had the same thing I was going to, and then I got... I just. And finally, Stephen, while we've got you on the line uh, with your, 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 uh, your clever head on this morning, have you seen um, uh, Skyfall? Yes, I have. What did you think? I thought it was okay. They, they've said it's the best James Bond ever, and I think they got that completely wrong. It's not the best one at all. It's not. The, I thought it was okay, and I thought there were some really good bits in it. Um, I thought the bit when um, the, the uh, naughty man, the, the baddie, was um, being a bit gay with James Bond. I quite enjoyed that bit. And I enjoyed the bit where he's um, fighting the fellas in the casino. But otherwise, I thought, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really one of the strongest at all. Well, no, it's- completely changed. I mean, I, I like to watch James Bond for the gadgets, and there was, like, none. Apart from one gun. There were, there were no gadgets. There was the gun that only he can use, and then yeah. there was a, a radio transmitter that, I, if I'm honest, Stephen, that radio transmitter was huge, wasn't it? <laughs> Consi- yeah. Considering you could have one in a button these days, that, I thought that was massive. Stephen, thank you very much indeed. We're, t- we're talking, James. But I saw Skyfall at the weekend. I was really excited. I'd set aside the whole afternoon to watch Skyfall. <clears throat> At the end, I was thoroughly disappointed. I had more fun watching Blades of Glory this weekend, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, rubbish film, but it had me chuckling quite a lot. Skyfall, it's just a bit tedious. I thought, oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you saw Skyfall, what do you think? If you, oh, it's the, it's the best James Bond film of all time. I beg to differ, sir. Very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Should we have a look at the front pages? Yeah, wh- wh- why not? Why not? The Guardian. <clears throat> Sex assault claims are totally false, says Evans. This is Nigel Evans. To uh, stand aside on a temporary basis as Deputy Speaker of the House of Commons as he fights completely false allegations he raped one man and sexually assaulted another. And that's on the front page of a lot of the papers. Uh, a lot of the papers also highlighting this mysterious... Um, mark on his forehead he has a a, a vertical t- gash on his forehead that's covered by makeup <clears throat> not quite sure what the significance of that is uk to pay compensation for imperial rule crimes multi-million pound payout to kenyans could prompt new claims there we go uh the independent there's a picture of a man covered in mud i don't know why new oh here we go new nhs helpline is putting people's lives at risk say doctors we were doing this last week The new NHS 111 system is putting lives at risk because operators are making inappropriate decisions, GPs have warned in a damning report obtained by The Independent. 
the first official survey of doctors' experiences of the new advice number, which was rolled out across the country last month, reveals widespread concerns about clinical failings and terrible communication. There's a story in the mail, actually, that I think we might be looking at in a bit more detail uh, later on um, in the week, and it's about a gentleman, I think, from Aylesbury. Have I got that... um uh, yeah, gentleman from Aylesbury, Mr. Uh, uh, Jonathan Green, uh, who died. A grieving widow has described how her terminally ill husband was failed by the new NHS 111 helpline in the last hours of his life. Kim Green was trying to get a nurse to administer pain relief to 53-year-old husband Jonathan, who was dying of prostate cancer. She said she was on the phone to a female call centre worker for nearly an hour but the employee was apparently unable to summon any of the local district nurses as they were not answering their phone. Wowzers. Uh, the Times. Uh, a picture of some people in the sea. It was a nice day yesterday. Of course there'll be people in the sea. Why? Really? Front page of The Times? Surfers at Woolacombe, Devon. Enjoy the... Uh, Woolacombe, Devon. Enjoy the bank holiday sun as experts forecast temperatures nudging 21 degrees in some parts of Britain today. Tories to tell... Unrelated story here, by the way. Tories tell Cameron to scrap gay marriage bill. The Tories are um, in a state of panic after UKIP and uh, Nigel Farage, who refused to do any local radio interviews on Friday, despite him confirming that he'd be doing a local radio interview with me on Friday. Oh, suddenly, he's Billy Big Boots. Oh, I can't do local radio now. Oh, I can't do local radio now. I'm uh, d- doing the big boys. Doing the big boys. I'm going to be on Radio 4. Doing the big... Can't be bothered with the little thing. Do- doing the big boys. Ah, doing the big boys and having a fag. Well, the Tories are in a state of panic. Name meltdown as they realise they have to change their ways. Tories tell Cameron... By the way, any of these things you want to talk about, you're more than welcome to. Give me a call. Tories tell Cameron to scrap gay marriage bill. Who, who is this gay marriage bill and what's he doing? David Cameron has been told by his own MPs to junk the gay marriage bill and cut overseas aid in an effort to halt the UKIP bandwagon. They've got a bandwagon now? Tory MPs warned the Prime Minister he must attend to the party's home base swiftly to prevent more core Conservatives deserting to Nigel Farage. Hey, shall we have a bet? What, 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 uh, Nadine Doris, OK, she hasn't got her whip yet. She doesn't have the whip back. She's still a, a, an independent at the moment, right? What's the betting she joins UKIP? I, I have no inside information. What's the betting Nadine Doris joins UKIP? What? Three months? So where are we now? April, uh, no, May, June, July. I reckon by the end of July, Nadine Doris will be in UKIP. Nadine listens to this show regularly. Nadine, if you're listening and you want to give us a call one way or the other, 08459 455 555. The longer she doesn't have her whip, um, the, the, the more chance there is of her um, being a very ho- high-profile uh, transition to UKIP. Surely the government have got to give her her whip pretty quickly, otherwise she's going to go, you would have thought. 08459 455 555. Daily Telegraph. Tory held for rape was quizzed by Chief Whip four years ago his inappropriate sexual behaviour. Pay no tax, live abroad and get a UK pension. What? State benefit for foreigners costs £410 million a year. Taxpayers are funding state pensions for hundreds of thousands of people who live abroad and have never paid tax in their country. A minister has disclosed. Jog on. Go on, jog on. 
Steve Webb, the pensions minister, said that those receiving British pensions overseas include many foreign citizens who've never set foot in Britain at all. Uh, the pensions can be worth £3,500 a year for the entire length of a person's retirement and are costing taxpayers £410 million a year. Well, if this is true, I have a suggestion. Stop paying them! Stop paying them! If that's true, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be sensationalist, but stop paying them! Uh, and the night one was not amused. There's a picture of Helen Mirren dressed up as the, the Queen. I think that's on a couple of other... Is that on the front page of The Sun? Yeah. Helen Mirren stormed out of a theatre to tell a bunch of drummers to shut up. Daily Express. Wonder oil to end arthritis agony. It's nonsense, I'll tell you now. Long-lasting relief for sufferers, say experts. Scientists have created an oil for joints hailed as a breakthrough for millions of arthritis sufferers. How, how many cures uh, can there be for arthritis, Alzheimer's and cancer? Because according to the Express, there's a new one every other day. The Wonder Treatment is said to work better than anything used currently to ease the crippling disease. The synthetic substance stops the destruction of joint and also appears to protect against further damage. The new discovery, the first synthetic fluid, mimics some of the natural chemicals in the body. Professor Grinstaff says, You put it between your fingers and it is slippery. You put it between your fingers and it is slippery. Once we made it, we wondered if we could use it as a turn to page four. Lubricant, and where it will be useful. That is how we thought of using it as a potential treatment for osteoarthritis. Well, but when, when is this going to be made uh, available to us, and when will we have it? Never. The Daily Mail. Family in speedboat carnage. Very sad story. Bank holiday crowd see father and daughter eight killed and four others injured as an out-of-control craft hurls them into the sea. Horrible story there. Uh, and the son... Um, do one. Mirren rages at street band in Queen costume. Actress Helen Mirren stormed out of a theatre and swore at a noisy street drummer. At noisy street drummers dressed as the Queen. Dame Helen, 67, told the band to shut the flip up. After their racket disrupted her play, the audience in London's West End. Long shot, if you were there, 08459 455 555. Right. Let's get the weather with Kate Kinsella, shall we? It's Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, much to everybody's supply, surprise, today is a bank holiday and it's not going to be too bad at all. Sunny spells. We've got some cloud around which will come and go through uh, the course of the day. But temperature-wise, we're above average. 22 Celsius, the expected maximum today. That's 72 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, this cloud, once it gets warmer later on this afternoon, we could get a little bit of a shower, but it's fairly unlikely and you're going to be quite unlucky to catch one. But I have to say it. Overnight tonight, a pleasant end to the day, actually, with some evening sunshine and then largely cloud free, very light overnight. The wind uh, which may mean one or two mist and fog patches developing tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature down to 7 Celsius, 45 degrees in Fahrenheit. Some places may actually be a touch warmer than that. A similar day tomorrow very warm, in fact warmer than today, but the cloud is a bit thicker 23 degrees the expected maximum tomorrow. That's 73 degrees in Fahrenheit. It's overnight Tuesday into Wednesday. We could see this band of rain move across us early hours really of Wednesday morning and that's with us for much of Wednesday morning. It will fill colder uh, with temperatures dropping down to around 15 or 16 celsius and that's really uh, the pattern as we head through to the weekend where we may start to think, see things settle down a little bit that's your forecast thank you very much kate 
08459 455 555. You can give us a call about well, pretty much anything. We are asking. Skyfall, did you think it was a load of old guff as well? And what's under your bed? Shapiro. Now, hearing Helen Shapiro made me think, oh, I fancy listening a little bit later on to K Sarah Sarah by Doris Day. We haven't got it on the computer. We haven't got K Sarah, K Sarah Sarah, whatever will be, will be. But we haven't got it on the system, so uh, we can't have it. We're asking this morning, what's under your bed and we've sent out our top correspondent to get us a coffee and some burgers while we're waiting for those justin dealey's out and about <laughs> justin ian thank you uh, let's get some live reaction on the big phone in the big talking point of the day what's under your bed john you are live across beds hearts and bucks here in lucent right. tell me very briefly what is under your bed under my bed well i've got a wife that does all spare things under a bed she's got boxes full of shoes and spare this and spare that and there's uh, a spare put me up bed Let's get the record straight right now, John. Would you like your wife to get rid of all these shoes that she's never going to wear? Oh, God, can you imagine me being brave enough to do that? Is that a yes, then? <laughs> that is definitely a no. Oh, it's a no, because you want dinner later on. And, sir, very briefly, got about ten seconds with you. What's your name? 
Alan. What's under your bed, Alan? Just a wire for um, one of those beds that goes up and down, and uh, it doesn't work, so I wish he wasn't there, to be honest. Okay, thank you. So there you go, some well, shoes well, well, and a wire. A, wi- a bed that goes up and down? Yeah. I've not been one of those for years. <laughs> I've got two kids. What does that mean? Come back here, sir. Come back here, sir. Um, Ian's got a question. Again, it's getting deep this morning. Um, what does that mean, exactly? Your bed going up and down? It sounds it's like something out of a carry-on film. It's an orthopedic bed, isn't it? Right. The front goes well, up. No. Uh, or the the back goes up to keep your feet up or something like that. So it's just a wire. Yeah, it's to yeah. make to, the plugs into the mains to make it go up and down. Right. There you go. Oh, and John's going all right. <laughs> 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 there you go. John Lovely has got the action. most amazing laugh as well. He sounds like Muttley or something. Don't <laughs> tell him brilliant. I said that. Don't no, no, tell I him won't I said do. that. I won't no. do. Justin, thank you very much. We'll come back to you uh, later on. The big question of the day, what is under your bed? Well, not everybody's going to be uh, having their feet up today on a bank holiday Monday. Some people will be running in the second Milton Keynes Marathon. If you're one of them, do give us a call. 08459 455 555. Well, Professor John Brew is head of sports science at the University of Bedfordshire and a 15-time marathon runner. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Ian. It's, now, is this a good day? It's a lovely day for us, sitting out in the garden, maybe having a barbecue, a few drinks. Is it good weather for marathon runners? In all honesty, probably not the best. It is one of the warmest days, well, I think likely to be one of the warmest days that we've had so far this year. Um, now, clearly it's not raining, and, and last year it, it rained very heavily for the MK Marathon. This year it will be a lot hotter, and most marathon runners don't like too much heat. Great for watching, great for spectating, um, but if you're running, you generate a lot of heat from the energy that you produce. You get rid of that till you lose that heat by sweating, and sweating can cause dehydration. And if you become too dehydrated, then that can affect your performance. But fortunately, and there's lots of fluid on course, so as long as the marathon runners are sensible, I think they'll all have a, have a great day. I'd imagine as well that most people, the, the people that have been training in the cold and wet weather, so this, this could be a slight shock well, that's to the it. system. I, I did the London Marathon two weeks ago, and uh, one of the comments that I heard frequently around the course was the fact that we trained in the snow and the rain and the mud this year for far longer than normal. Normally you can expect from sort of the middle of March onwards for it to start to warm up a little bit and get used to the, the hotter conditions, but this year we haven't had that. We haven't had that chance to acclimatise. So again, I think it's the case of the runners in the MK Marathon today using the fluid that's on course, not overdoing it, because if you drink too much fluid, you can get a condition called hyponatremia, which is where the, the tissues are effectively flooded. So it's a case of being sensible, using the fluid, and perhaps setting a slightly slower goal if you're one of those people that doesn't like running too much in the heat. What's the best thing to, to drink, John? Is it good old-fashioned water? Is it these um, these fancy sports drinks? Is it a nice cup of tea? What, what would be the best oh, kind of uh, fluid? Right, great question. I would certainly not recommend having the, the cup of tea on the course, but there's, there's fluid on course, so there's nine drink stations. Water will rehydrate you, um, but the other challenge that marathon runners face is a loss of energy as well as fluid. So the isotonic drinks, the sports drinks, which contain a little bit of energy as well as fluid, can help give you that extra carbohydrate because, unfortunately, we only have enough energy to last about 18, 19 miles using the carbohydrate that's stored in the body. So if you can supplement that, and there are gels on course as well, carbo gels, if you can supplement that with the gels and the sports drinks, um, not only will you stay hydrated, but you get that extra little bit of energy, that extra fuel in the tank that'll mean that you can get into the to Stadium NK later on today and, and successfully completed the course. But of course the, the water is there as well because that's all important and that will replace probably up to two litres or more an hour that the runners will be sweating in, in the warmer conditions today. Wow. I hate running, John. I hate it. I find it uh, boring. What, what, how do you psych yourself up? 
for it. Because I think one of the problems when I go running, on the few occasions I do, is my mind just wanders and I become painfully aware of every step I'm taking and that that makes it worse. What, what mind tricks can you play to make it a little easier? Yeah, I think um, for many runners, you, you say the mind wanders. I think sometimes it's a great way of just sort of forgetting about all the stresses of work and, and hassle that you've got. Um, but as well, I think if you're taking part in something like the MK Marathon and you're training for that or the London Marathon as I was, what I think you have to do is focus on the great time that you'll have when you do the race. And I certainly had an absolutely fantastic day running around London uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think if you do the training, you put in the hard work, then you get the rewards when you come and do the racing. But as well, it's a great way of getting out in the countryside as well, especially around you know, the three counties. There's some great places to go and run and experience the countryside and, and get fit and healthy at the same time. And is there, when you're running a, a marathon, is there a sense of camaraderie? Do you talk to the other runners or is it a very lonely experience? Um, most people will talk to the other runners and build off the crowds and so on. Certainly London and the bigger marathons, like the MK Marathon, the, the atmosphere between the crowds, the camaraderie between the crowds and the runners is huge. And, and I have to say this year in London, it was perhaps even more special after the events in Boston, mm. you less than a week before. Um, so you do tend to focus on, on feeding off each other, but at the same time, it is an individual thing, and there are times in a race where you perhaps will focus inwards if you're having a tough time, maybe 18, 19, 20 miles. Forget about the, the high-fiving and the hand-clapping with everybody else. Focus on what you've got to do and really dig deep to, to get to the end of the course. So it's a combination of the two, really. Uh, and, and final question, John. We're asking everyone this this morning, so please don't uh, feel thrown by it. What's under your bed? There's an old sports bag, which I think might have some kit in it. I hope it's clean. Oh, dear. And a pair of football boots i think they don't fit anybody in our family that we're looking to find a good home for so uh, and a fair bit of dust as well i suspect professor john Burrett, thank you very much indeed if you're running the marathon today do give us a call let's get the travel news now here's justin peterson beds hearts and bucks travel bbc three counties radio Coverhouse Road in Luton. Currently shut. There's been an incident between St Augustine Avenue and St Ethelbert Avenue. Roads closed both ways following an incident in the Biscuit area of Luton. So far, the major motorways are looking fine. A routes also looking good. Public transport running a either reduced service or no service whatsoever. One example is revised services on First Camp to Connect, Tin Kings Cross and Cambridge due to engineering works. Justin Peterson, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Justin. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call this morning. Talking more about the peace rally that happened on Sunday. Were you there? Great idea. Always good to celebrate peace. But is it really going to have any effect whatsoever? 08459 455 555. Here's Serena Farrow with the news. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. At 7 o'clock, the headlines. Rally passes off peacefully in Luton. New law for British people living abroad and centre in Wolverton set to be knocked down. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hundreds of people gathered in Luton yesterday for a peace rally. It was called for following concerns from community leaders over a spate of violent deaths in the town. Tricia Lachlan is a concerned parent and member of the Non-Violence Alliance, which tries to prevent crime in the area. For those that think that we haven't got a problem in our town, they really need to step out into the communities where it's going on speak to us, we'll give them reported crime incidents that are unreported to the police Non-violence will give, be able to give them that you know, weekly, if they think that we haven't got a problem in their town, they're really mistaken we have 
Taking a look at other news and police in Buckinghamshire trying to find a man who raped a 12-year-old girl. She was walking alone when the man pulled her into a wooded area at a play park in Milton Keynes. The attack happened in March. It was only reported to police last Saturday. Now, the government's planning to stop people who live abroad from receiving a British state pension based solely on the employment record of their husband or wife. The measure will be part of an overhaul of the state pension set to be included in the Queen's speech on Wednesday. Locally, and people in Milton Keynes are being asked what they think about plans to knock down the Agora Centre in Wolverton. The shopping centre built in 1979 would be replaced with a number of new shops and houses. The Conservative leader of the council, Andrew Geary, says the current building's well out of date. It's not a particularly attractive building. It's not particularly aesthetically pleasing. It has in the past and still to a point does continue to serve a functional purpose. But what we want to do is make sure that that functional purpose is continued and enhanced and is actually redesigned and reconstructed in a way that is appealing to the original concept of Wolverton. Police are trying to find out why a speedboat went out of control off the Cornish coast yesterday, killing an eight-year-old girl and her father. A woman and three children from the same family are still in hospital. Some of their injuries are described as life-threatening or life-changing. Now, it's exactly 100 years since a Blerio monoplane took off near Houghton House at Amptill in Bedfordshire. Today, the family of Albert Grimmer, who was making his maiden flight, are celebrating his achievements. Lee Agnew has more. In 1913, Albert Grimmer ran one of the earliest car companies at King's Arms Yard in Amptill. He also used his workshop to restore some of the first aircraft, including the Blériot and another early monoplane. After surviving a crash in the First World War, he gave one of the planes to Richard Shuttleworth for removing a stack of empty oil drums from his yard. Both planes became part of the Shuttleworth collection at Old Warden and are the oldest airworthy aircraft in the world. Moving on to sport and Chelsea have moved up to third in the Premier League after a 1-0 victory over Manchester United at Old Trafford last night and Liverpool and Everton fought out a goalless draw in the Merseyside derby at Anfield. So weather then, it's good news for most people. Sun's got his hat on today. Plenty of uh, lovely, nice sunshine out there actually even now. Temperatures reaching 22 degrees Celsius. There's more news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio, first for news. I love how you act out the weather. Thanks. It's nice. It's not an insult. It's a lovely thing. (laughs) Serena, we're asking everybody today, and I'm I'm slightly hesitant to ask you, but I I, I have to for the sake of inclusion. Yep. What's under your bed? Well, there are a few things that I can't really mention. But other than that, you know, you get the usual, don't you? Shoes and boots and stuff and underwear. And underwear that you don't wear on a daily basis. Just comes out for special occasions. Yeah, we'll leave it at that, shall we? I think we ought <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. I knew I was hesitant to ask it for a reason. That's, that's right. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, lots coming up in the show this morning. Slightly different show on a bank holiday. A little bit more music. Some slightly lighter topics. And also more of your phone calls as well, please. You can call in and talk about any of the stuff we're discussing this morning or if there's something that you think we should be discussing this morning and we've we've missed off of the agenda. Do give us a call. I'll give you the contact details in a bit. Some of the things we're talking about include the peace rally that took place in Luton yesterday after a number of gun and uh, violent crimes in the town. A peace rally was called. Did you go? 
what was the atmosphere there like? And do you think these rallies and these marches, can they ever really have any effect? Surely the people that should be listening will be laughing. 08459 455 555. What's under your bed? I know, I know, this came out... I can't remember how we discovered we stumbled upon this. It's a Kelly Bet special, I know that much. What's under your bed? 08459 455 555. And if you're running the Milton Keynes Marathon today, best of luck. You'll never catch me doing it. Why are you doing it? Give us a call and we'll get you on the air. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR 81333. Start your text 3CR or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. People gathered in Luton Town yesterday for a peace rally. Community leaders called the rally after a spate of violent deaths in the town. There have been 12 gun-related incidents in the town this year and three fatalities since last September. Tricia Lachlan is a concerned parent, a member of the Non-Violence Alliance, which tries to prevent crime in Luton. She told our reporter, Matt Lockwood, that victims of violence are going to them instead of the police. All sorts of incidents of, of youngsters getting chased around the town, um, chased by a carload of people looking to rob them um, or harm them with weapons. Um, the, these kind of incidents, are some of these, most of these kids that are being chased are innocent kids, they're just out on the street and these guys are just out one night just doing, going mad, you know, causing mayhem in the town really. Um, but, I mean, last, not last, yeah, it was last week, we had, in one day, we had three incidents where three young people were chased um, and they're being chased for their mobile phone and 20 quid or, you know, it, it's got to stop, it's got to stop. And I know the non-violence are doing um, pretty good work. Um, they will get there, but we need to stand united with them and support them in what they're doing. I mean, what role do the police have, the local authority? Because the, the peace rally has been held outside the town hall today. Are you trying to send a message to Luton Borough Council that you need to Definitely. take a bit more responsibility? Definitely. Definitely, Luton Borough Council needs to stand up. Stop. Um, for those that think that we haven't got a problem in our town, they really need to step out into the communities where it's going on. Speak to us. We'll give them reported crime incidents that are unreported to the police. Non-violence will give, be able to give them that, you know, weekly. If they think that we haven't got a problem in their town, they're really mistaken. We have. And non-violence needs the support from the council and we need, you know, we need support from the police. It's... it's it is hard for the police, I'm not saying it's not. When you've got witnesses that won't come forward because they're too scared, you know, um, all because, really, of a handful of boys um, in the town that are causing sort of problems. They need to, like, you need to come forward. There is protection, there is things out there. If you need to come forward and step up, you know... And so if somebody wanted to come forward and report something, what protection is there? Um, if they come through non-violence, um, there is protection. Um, there is... We, we do security patrol. We do what we can for them, um, it's a lot of it, it, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to put someone in that position anyway um, so so it's hard for them they, some people they don't they're too scared they're vulnerable they can't move anywhere they've got to live around these people so it's, it's, it's practically impossible for them to sort of come and make statements you know but they can report crimes anonymously through crime stoppers or through non-violence alliance so that they can do it um, if they want the crime reported we don't report crimes unless they want it reported but what um, makes you think criminals will listen to this today because they will will, will they they'll carry on doing what they're doing, chasing people yeah. around the streets. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. It's hard to reach out and speak to them few that are doing what they're doing. Um, 
but we can reach out to their parents, their parents, their aunties, their sisters. You know, you can do something. You can come to non-violence. You can get support from them, which will help you deal with your child. I mean, does it make you ashamed to live in Luton that we have this problem? It, it's not really doing the town any good, is it? Um, no, it's not. But it doesn't make me ashamed to live in Luton. Um, I just think that we need to stand together to deal with it. We can't all run away. We need to fix the problem. There's no doubt about that. You've got your group, you know, Nonviolence and Lives. You've also got the African Strategic Partnership. We've got lots of different groups and, and bodies trying to do things. But is there a coordinated response to this? Um, yeah, I think there is. I think the bodies have turned up that... that showing their support that are offering things for the, for the families and the children um, and to sh- it's just to show them there is someone out here that will help you with your child, your brother your nephew um, and they need to come forward to non-violence and get support, you know if they can't can't deal with their child and their child is sort of out there, even if, it's a, even if they're 25 years old they're still your child um, take responsibility, come and get support from, uh, from the non-violence you know and um, take the help they're offering or later on, we'll hear from Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner, Ollie Martins, who was at the rally. If you went at the weekend, could you give me a call? 08459 455 555. What were you hoping to achieve by being there? Was it to, to show solidarity? Was it to show you're, you're not afraid or not ashamed as, uh, of living in Luton, as Tricia said? Was it to, to try and effect a change? To reduce gun and knife crime? Listen, I'm a big supporter of of marches and rallies and anything that can bring people together. And uh, I'm always slightly dubious of how effective they are, though. Because you're you're preaching to the converted, aren't you? You're singing to the choir. Because the the people that are are meant to hear that message, the people that 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 message is aimed at, the the kids that are going around shooting and stabbing and things, well, they'll be shooting and stabbing or playing xbox or smoking drugs or laughing at you won't they they won't be there going hmm yeah you know maybe we've got this all wrong maybe like, let's just get rid of our guns man oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you were there what were you hoping to to change and if you weren't there but you, you've heard about it this morning do you think it will have any effect whatsoever oh eight four five nine four double five five double five well i asked for it and i got it this is a song, dear listener. Enjoy. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. What will be, will be When I grew up and fell in love I asked my sweetheart what lies ahead Will we have rainbows day after day Here's what my sweetheart said What will be, will be Now I have children of my own They ask their mother, what will I be? 
is a fantastic song. This is Joe Wiley from BBC Radio 2 in the gym with Tom. I'm BBC Radio 6 Music, Steve Lamack, in the garden with Tina. Take BBC Radio with you whenever and wherever you go with BBC iPlayer Radio. Victoria Derbyshire from BBC Radio 5 Live with Ravinda on the way to work. You can listen on your computer, tablet and mobile or download the BBC iPlayer Radio app. To start your BBC iPlayer radio journey, go to bbc.co.uk slash threecountiesradio. Go and do do that and then listen to us. Yeah, hey, guess what? There are other BBC radio stations, right? Yeah, we know that. Thanks, Joe Wiley. Thanks, Victoria Derbyshire. But, you know, listen to us. 08459 It always amazes me as well when oh, we do it on the BBC because we're the BBC where they go, uh, okay, let's play a trail. Coming up later on tonight, Doctor Who battles the Daleks on the television. Well, I haven't got a tea bag, Ollie. Okay. <laughs> what was that about? Why do we advertise TV on, on the radio? It's an odd thing to do, isn't it? Coming up later on tonight, Doctor Who has a fight with the Cybermen in space on television. Hey, listen to us. Now, on to slightly more serious things. We've been hearing reports that Culverhouse Road in Luton is closed both ways due to a police incident. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, has been there this morning. Justin, what's it like there at the moment? Well, at the moment, Ian, um, the road is cordoned off itself. Um, large police presence there, also a forensic unit. It's um, Culverhouse Road, as you say. It's about a five-minute drive from the town centre. It's just off the new Bedford Road. The police won't really say anything. All they're saying to me this morning is there was an incident last night and they're currently investigating and they can't tell me uh, exactly what happened or when the road will reopen. I have been talking to one local resident. That happened uh, a moment ago, and this is what he had to say. Well, so you come out your house this morning here on Culver House Road. Uh, the street is, is cordoned off. We can see a, a motorbike laying on the road. We can see a taxi. We can see the police here as well. Bit of a shock for you, no doubt. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it is a shock. Uh, as I said, we never saw anything like this before. I know there have a few been chased uh, uh, youngsters been in a car and you know sort of uh, making run and all that police chasing and all that lately I've been hearing police sirens going quite a few times helicopters and all that but mainly on this street we don't have that much problem as such and the police aren't really saying anything are they to you not really no no because at the moment they're just keeping quiet and I, you can't blame them to be honest and have they said to you when you can actually drive up this road again? Because obviously your car needs to be outside your house. Have they given you any indication whatsoever? No, nothing at all. I did ask this morning and he goes, no, when it happens, it happens. So uh, he just said, at the moment you can't. And they took my name and uh, where I was living and that was it. So, yeah, at the moment uh, they're not saying nothing. be unfair to, to speculate as to exactly what's happened here, but can you just try and describe what the area is like? Um, you've lived here for, for quite some time. You mentioned helicopters and sirens a few times, but on the whole, is it, is it quite a good road to live in? It is, yeah. It's, it's a very good road, yeah. The neighbours, people are pretty good and all that. They look after each other, so it's, it's pretty, pretty much... Uh safe uh, you know uh, we never had a problem to be honest you're just hoping to get your life back to normal as quickly as possible today, oh, definitely aren't you? definitely yeah that's right so justin the police are giving no clues as to what possibly happened no no clues whatsoever all they're saying to me again this morning is there was an incident last night we heard reports of uh, a helicopter circling in the area last night all they're saying is yes there was an incident clearly there was because the road is cordoned off but they're not saying what happened and as you heard there from that local resident they're not also saying to to people when they can drive down that road again so all we can do is put calls 
calls into the police and hopefully we'll find out later on when the road will reopen but also exactly what happened there. Again, unfair to speculate at this moment in time. All we can really say is that the facts that the road is closed. Also, there is a taxi in the middle of that road with its hazard lights on and there's also a motorbike which is lying on its side in the middle of the road. So those are the facts for the time being. But as I mentioned, Ian, as the day goes on, hopefully more information will come out. Justin Daly, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. It's them birds and that tambourine man. Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Hazel's in. Well, in morning, Hazel. Good morning. Ian. You've called in uh, to answer the big question of the day. What's under your bed? Um, well, actually, I didn't. I oh. I called in to say thank you for playing Fat Swallows. Ain't that a shame? That's one of my all-time favourite records. I don't think we did play that, did we? Yeah. Did we? Let me go back. Let me go. Did we play? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. No, 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 no. Oh, we did play Fats Domino. Yes, we did. Sorry, Fats. No, no, no. That was where the confusion lay. Yes, we did. Fats Domino. Fats Domino. Yes. Oh, I thought it. Oh, sorry. Oh. Um. Yeah, I love that record. Hang on a bit. There were two singers called Fats, weren't there? Fats Waller and Fats Domino. Yeah. That's odd, isn't it? It's a cracking song. We've had some good music today. You are the birds and Helen Shapiro. Fantastic. Hazel, we never do this. We don't do this because it's not this kind of show. I'm not that kind of guy. But if if you could choose one song to be played this morning what song would you like to be played oh um paul and barry ryan um eloise right we're, we're gonna find it we're gonna find it. it's not got any swears in has it hazel no no okay. no it's a, just a fantastic record we don't do requests but we've got a <laughs> we're gonna uh, 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 producer kelly bett who's producing today yeah can you hunt can you hunt that down 
Yes, we don't have it. Oh. Oh. Oh, nuts. That's disappointing. The only time I've ever granted someone a request oh. and we haven't got it. Have, oh, they, got, have they got Elvis Presley and memories? We'll have a little look. Oh, this is not going as well as I was hoping it would, Hazel. <laughs> this is turning into an awkward, we can't satisfy you kind of thing. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> have we got any records in there, <laughs> Kelly Betts? We've got Elvis Presley, The Wonder of You and Hound Dog. Oh, it's not, you've not, you've not, um, you're not tickling Hazel's fancy no. there. Anything else? Your fancy's not. Right, Hazel, the next song you say we're going to have, definitely. Oh, my God, right. I can't think of anything now. Oh, they're the only songs you know. Um, Beatles, Hey Jude. Yes! yes. We have that one. <laughs> I know we have that one. We're going to play that one for you a bit later on, Hazel. Thank but, you. but now you're on, by the way, uh, Kelly Betts. Yes. You're fired. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Hazel, what is under your bed? Um, well, I've got drawers. Oh, your um, knickers? Not knickers, no. no. Oh. Actual and drawers. They're full of bedding and stuff, mm. and I imagine that there's dust under there because I, the bed's so heavy I can't move it very often. Beds, yeah, beds are heavy. Why do they do that? I don't know. Lighter beds. And Hazel, final question. I, I, I do need to ask this. I've got a, a, a woolen scarf, and it's my favourite scarf. I love it. It's looking very tatty and filthy. Can I wash a woolen scarf? You can wash anything you like. What it turns out like is... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm... Hazel, <laughs> that's what I want to know. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, you can wash it, yeah. Right. Well, wash it in um, not hot water. Yeah, cold water. Well, well warm water. Warm water, yeah, and see what happens. Yeah. And, and if it, if it um, comes out, if the woolen scarf is ruined, then I'll, I'll pop over Maybe. to Wellin and um, we'll have a chat. OK. Hazel, lovely to speak to you. We'll play Hey Jude for you later on. We never do requests. It ain't that kind of show. But for Hazel, we will. <laughs> Call 08459 455 555. 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, very sad story that was uh, was on a lot of the front pages this morning. Police in Cornwall trying to establish the cause of a speedboat accident yesterday in which a man and his eight-year-old daughter were killed. The, care, uh, the pair were among six people thrown from the boat in the uh, Carmel, uh, no, sorry, the Camel Estuary off Padstow. The other four are being treated in hospital. They're thought to have been hit by the boat while it was out of control. A rescue worker has been praised for leaping onto the craft from another vessel. Joining us now is our reporter Simon Thompson. Simon, what happened? Well, of course, it was unusually a sunny weekend yesterday, bank holiday weekend, and that meant a lot of people were out and about on Padstow Harbour on the north coast of Cornwall yesterday afternoon, and the water was said to be pretty calm. At about 10 to 4 yesterday, Falmouth Coast Guard received a number of reports from members of the public reporting people in the water and a speedboat being out of control. Sadly, the 51-year-old man and his 8-year-old girl who died, daughter who died in this incident, were among six people in all thrown from the boat uh, near Padstow. They're thought to have been hit by the family-owned boat, uh, as I say, while it was out of control in the water. Four other family members are being treated for serious injuries in hospital. They include a 39-year-old woman, a 4-year-old boy, and two girls aged 10 and 12, all who suffered leg injuries, and they are said to be life-threatening as well as life-changing. What did uh, eyewitnesses report seeing, Simon? Well, they report seeing the boat out of control for some time and striking perhaps other craft in the water as well. Simon Lewins, who was walking his dog on the shoreline, said he watched as a big, powerful boat going a bit too fast suddenly turned right, depositing people into the water. It kept going off in ever-decreasing circles, he says. The screams coming from people in the water were pretty bad. Now, he says one of the Coast Guards then jumped in and managed to stop the boat 
and take it away for investigation. Uh, the emergency operation involved two lifeboats in all, the Coast Guard and two search and rescue helicopters, one of which actually landed on the beach to assist emergency crews and ambulances on the ground. And a uh, police investigation has been launched, hasn't it? It has been launched, and what the police want to do here is establish exactly the cause of this incident, why the people ended up in the water and why the boat was out of control. Superintendent Jim Cowell from Devon and Cornwall Police says eyewitnesses will be key and have already started providing some information about what was happening at the time of the incident. He says a mechanical examination of the boat with the involvement of the Marine Action Investigation Branch will also take place just to make sure there are no factors to do with the vessel itself which may perhaps have caused the incident. Simon Thompson, thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. So the front page of The Sun, which apparently I've just uh, Googled it, it's a newspaper. Who would have thunk it? Uh, act- do one. Mirren rages at street band in Queen costume. Actress Helen Mirren stormed out of a theatre and swore at noisy street drummers. Is there anything more annoying than noisy street drummers? Just that phrase fills me with anger and hatred. Hey, guys, let's get do some drumming in the street. It's going to be noisy. Dressed as the Queen. She was dressed as the Queen. Dame Helen, 67, told the band to shut the flip up. After their racket disrupted her play, the audience in London's West End. Full story, page five. This is the front page, by the way. Bearing in mind, the Express have got uh, a wonder oil that's going to end arthritis agony. The, the, the sun have gone with this. OK, so let's go to page five. Let's see exactly what happened. She said people have paid a lot of flipping money to see her show and that we were flipping ruining it. Hardly what you'd expect from the Queen. It's not the real Queen. It's Helen Mirren. It's kind of what you'd expect from a, a potty-mouthed old woman. Potty-mouthed old theatrical pop-tart. No-nonsense Helen, no Helen Mirren launched an amazing four-letter rant at a street band which had drowned out part of her West End play. The Oscar-winning dame stormed from a theatre dressed as the Queen to tell the 20, 25 drummers! 25 drummers! banging away outside they were flipping i nearly said it then they were flipping ruining the show astonished onlookers saw the 67 year old star try to grab the conductor's arm how why would you need to conduct drummers you just go right lads one two three hit it that's it you don't need a conductor for drums uh, and heard her yell at the band to shut the flip up then the actress, who plays the monarch and hit play the audience, went into a tirade on behalf of the theatre-going paying public, who later gave her a standing ovation. It was strange to see this little woman in tiara and pearls shouting like that. It's not the behaviour you'd expect from the Queen. The showdown came after drummers promoting a gay music festival paraded through Soho and halted outside the Gilgood Theatre in Winnet Street. Winnet? Is a street named after those? The drumming rose in crescendo for around eight minutes and drowned out part of the first half of the play. At the interval, still wearing her royal get-up, Essex raised Helen threw open the theatre doors and went outside to confront the band in front of stunned bystanders. Oh, here we go. There's a local element here. Let's get hold of this guy, Ben Scotchbrook, 43, of Amersham in Buckinghamshire. Said she laughed as she said she told them not too politely to go away. She got a standing ovation at the end. The drummers were highlighting the As One in the Park Festival, headlined by singers Rita Ora and Katie V. 
Who's Ka- who on earth's Katie B? Is that a singer? Let's go to the uh, um, the teenage correspondent here, uh, Kelly Betts. Yes. Who's Kelly B? Katie B. Who's Katie B? She's a singer. And she, what does she sing? She sings stuff. Excellent. There we go. I hope that's filled in any blanks for you there. Right. Seven twenty nine. Here's the travel news. Let's find out what's happening on the roads with Justin. Beds, hearts, and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. So far, if you're going towards the motorways, they're running fine, actually. The uh, M1, M25, all looking good. A1M, similar story there. Colwell House Road in Luton, currently shut due to police instance on Augustine Avenue, through Lord St. Ethelbert Avenue, and public transport running a revised service because it's a bank holiday. Justin Peterson, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Justin, thank you very much indeed. Coming up to 7.30, don't forget you can give us a call with what's under your bed. And also, Barry from Watford's going to be on in the next few minutes. If you want to talk to him, I've got nothing to say to him. 08459 But before that, here's the news and sport with Serena Farrow. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Hundreds of people gathered in Luton yesterday for a peace rally which happened without incident. It was called for by community leaders who've been concerned by a spate of violent deaths in the town recently. Elsewhere, police in Buckinghamshire are trying to find a man who raped a 12-year-old girl. The attack actually happened in Milton Keynes back in March, but it was only reported to police last Saturday. The government's planning to stop people who live abroad from receiving a British state pension based solely on the employment record of their husband and wife. And as we heard in the travel news, Culverhouse Road in Luton's closed in both directions after a police incident in the area. More details on this story as we get them. That's the news. Now let's turn to all the morning sports. Beds, Hearts and Bucks Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. With Serena Farrow, complete with orange skin, peroxide hair and dodgy tennis tops for all of your sporting needs. Just like to point out my tennis tops are actually superb, they're sublime. Anyway, Chelsea have moved up to third in the Premier League after a 1-0 victory over Manchester United at Old Trafford. Elsewhere, Liverpool and Everton fought out a goalless draw in the Merseyside derby at Anfield. Turning to League One and it's the second leg of the playoff semis. Sheffield United take a 1-0 lead to Yeovil. That's while Brentford hosts Swindon at half past four with the tie all square. League Two then their playoff final details. Northampton Town won 1-0 at Cheltenham yesterday and Bradford beat Burton 3-1. Hemel Hempstead play their Southern Premier Playoff final at home to Gosport. A win for the Tudors would earn them promotion, most likely to Conference South. Hemel boss Dean Brennan says the mood in the camp's a good one. Yeah, we're very excited. It's amazing really. Um, I know we've been in the top two for 24 weeks of the the 27th season. We looked at the Biddeford game, which was the last game of the season, as um, basically a quarter-final. Um, and then obviously a semi-final, we played Chesham away, so hopefully we get the breaks come, uh, come back Saturday Monday. Biggleswade Town go to rugby in the Southern League Division 1 Central Playoff Final this afternoon. Let's move on to rugby and Saracens will play Northampton Saints in the Premiership Playoff Semis. Saris beat Bath at 23-14 at Alliums Park to finish top of the table. Saracens Director of Rugby, Mark McCall, is expecting Northampton to be a tough opposition. No, they're a very balanced team. If you look at the the pack that they picked today against Harlequins, they've got a really good spine to their team. They've got um, English internationals throughout their pack. Um, so it's going to be a really, really tough challenge. And let's not forget snooker. Ronnie O'Sullivan has a 10-7 lead going into the last day of the World Snooker Championship final. He's up against Barry Hawkins. BBC Three Counties Radio will bring you more at 8. 
across beds, hearts and bucks, this is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Serena. You can change that jingle, by the way, if, uh, if you have the technological know-how. Lots coming up, including What's Under Your Bed, Barry from Watford. And we'll be speaking to some of the presenters um, this morning and finding out what they're doing on their day off. And uh, Kelly Betts, I've just had a thumbs up from the big man himself, who I texted earlier on. So that's exciting news, the big man. Now, halfway through the world snooker final at the Crucible in Sheffield between Ronnie O'Sullivan and Barry Hawkins. I love a bit of snooker. Hate sports. Love a bit of snooker, though. So far, it's not been the walkover many had predicted, with Hawkins making the defending champion Ronnie O'Sullivan sweat for the first time in the tournament. The four-time world champion is also threatening to retire again after the tournament, saying he only returned from a near-year-long break because he needed money to pay school fees. Well, our reporter, Jamie Broughton, who's been at the Crucible for the whole competition, joins us now. More Morning, Jamie. Morning to you. Uh, what's happened in the final so far? Well, it's been a really interesting final. I think it's probably been the best final maybe since 2005 when Sean Murphy came from nowhere as a qualifier to win it. And, uh, you know, he's gone toe-to-toe as Barry Hawkins. Most people, including Stephen Hendry, saying he's got no chance of winning. O'Sullivan, you might as well just hand him the fifth world crown now. But O'Hawkins has stayed with him. He led at one point. He's knocked in a big 133 break. O'Sullivan, of course, for his part, has also knocked in four centuries and quite a few 70s and 90s, which is not too shabby in itself. But, you know, it's been great entertainment and he stayed with him. I suppose the only concern for Barry Hawkins is the fact that, you know, he's played his A game and he's still three frames behind. Is this going to be the last time, you think, we'll see O'Sullivan at the Crucible? He, he said he's not enjoying it and that he may kind of quit again. Well, it's very difficult to know. It was only a few weeks ago before this tournament started. I was sat at a press conference in London speaking to him and he was saying how he was looking forward to winning a world title when he was in his 40s. And, of course, he's got a few years to hit the big 4-0. But uh, nobody knows. I mean, he's such a complex character. He's While we've been here, he's been suggesting, as you said there in, in your introduction, that uh, obviously, you know, he's, he's come back to play school fees. I think, you know, there are issues away from the table he's trying to deal with. I think we'll probably get a better idea of what some of those are when he brings his autobiography out in October which will be a fascinating read but he's a complex character but whatever the situation is I mean I think if he wins the world title again which I think he's favourite to do tonight of course he'll be the top seed and he'll get in automatically so it doesn't matter whether he qualifies I think we will see him back and uh, you know at the moment he's saying that he's only going to play in 10 events because he's got a sponsorship deal with a vodka company and he's agreed 10 events to be on the TV and, and give them their money's worth but you know of course if he wins as I say he can easily just come back and could probably cut through the field again as he has done here. Uh, interesting. He has a book coming out. I wonder why he's making slightly outrageous statements there. How does it work in the snooker, uh, Jamie? Is, is he allowed to pick and choose which events he plays in? I suppose he's such a big star that he probably can. Well, he has to sign a player's contract, and if you sign a player's contract, there are certain contractual obligations, which he seemed to be suggesting earlier on in the tournament that, you know, he was badly advised that, you know, if you sign this contract that you have to play in all these events you don't actually have to play in the events if you say you are going to play an event and then you pull out you get fined but this season for example he having been the world champion he's the world number one so he's pretty much in for every event so he can just turn up at the uk he's playing at the masters which is an invitation if he wanted to and he can turn up here as well it's changing slightly with a flat draw so players for most of the tournaments next year are going to have to play a couple of rounds to get into the sort of main last 16 draw But he can pretty much do what he wants and, you know, he has to pick and choose. But I think the big question mark now is, is he being disrespectful to Snooker by constantly saying that he's going to retire? And that's something that uh, Steve Davis has said in recent days. Finally, uh, Jamie, he's going to win today, isn't he? 
Well, hand on heart, I think he is. But you have to say, Barry Hawkins has played really well. He hasn't wilted. And given the magnitude of what he's achieved in just getting to the final, the fact he's been able to deal with the pressure and the hoopla and the media, you know, he's not out of this. And it's been a great final so far. And I just hope that it continues in the same vein. And, you know, it's a pretty close run thing. Come uh, 7 o'clock tonight, when we're all tuning into, well, you are, I'm here, luckily, but when everybody's tuning into their TVs to see the, you know, the climax of what has been a really good final so far. Jamie, thank you very much indeed. Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Barry from Watford coming up after the loving spoonful. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk harder than a match here. But at night, it's a different world. Go out and find a girl Come on, come on and dance all night Despite the heat, it'll be alright And babe, don't you know it's a pity The days can't be like the nights In the summer, in the city In the summer, in the city Cool town, meeting in the city Dressed so fine and looking so pretty Cool cat, looking for a kitty Gonna look in every corner of the city Till I'm wheezing like a bus stop Running up the stairs Gonna meet you on the rooftop but at night it's a different world Go out and find a girl Come on, come on, if that's all night Despite the heat, it'll be alright And babe, don't you know it's a pity The days can't be like the nights In the summer, in the city In the summer, in the city Spoonful, Summer in the City. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459. 455 555. Talking about the peace rally in Luton. Were you there? Did you go? Do these things have any effect? Also, what's under your bed? Skyfall, it's a load of old guff. And can I wash my woolen scarf? Uh, we're joined now by Barry in Watford. Good morning, Barry. Hello, hello, Ian. Oh, you sound a bit a bit rough. Are you okay? Well, very kind of you. I got up early to save your show because it's clearly had no callers, and I might sound a bit rough. I wanted to lie in. Yes. Well, it's good. You, old people don't sleep as much as younger people, do they? No, no, oh. we don't. No, we're, we're, I'm always up very, very early. I have a nice cup of tea. <laughs> Take the dog out, you know. Did you did you yeah. do anything last night? Did you go out on a big bender or? I didn't go on a bender last night. I stayed in. I watched a program about. Can I say virgins? About virgins on the telly, which did have me and Margaret laughing. 
and then went to bed early because I knew I had to be up, you know, to to speak to you, sort of thing, really, you know. Well, well Barry, we've got a few uh, few uh, topics, topics on the stove, so I'll throw them at you. First yeah. one, Barry, what's under your bed? Well, uh, uh, do you know what I've done? I've come to the bedroom, Margaret's downstairs whipping up an omelette, so I'm just... I'll reach under the bed. Let's have a look what we've got here. Oh, well, what we're doing, we keep all little knickknacks, memorabilia of nice times we've had out. Old bus tickets there. What's that in there? There's a box of uh, chocolates that I bought, Margaret. And there's a there's an old a candy floss stick from Pin Affair that... If you smell that, that, that's a lovely... It brings back lovely memories. You keep a candy floss stick under the bed. Well, it reminds us of things. Smells... What does it remind you of? Candy floss? If I have a whiff of that... I'd say there's been a frankfurter in that. It's one of them polystyrene boxes we had a takeaway when my son come over, and that's a happy memory. That is... Are you not worried about rats? Um, probably... But, you know, and it's probably a fire risk, but if I have a whiff of that, that's a wimpy king size we've had in that, but it does evoke such lovely memories. There's a... Now that, I don't know whether that's a donner or a sheesh. Hold on, let me have a... That was a wonderful We went to Chessington, and on the way back, I, I think we had a donner. And it just evokes such lovely memories of a lovely time. That can go out. That's just a bit of old bacon there. But, you know, it, it, it does remind us of happy, happy days, you see. And I've got some poetry I've written to her under it. Oh, can we hear some of your poetry yeah, to your this wife? Is a, what's this one? This is called... Oh, it's lovely. This is called The, Ra- the Rainbow. OK, and is it, is it, is it suitable for... for it's romantic. OK, so, now, just to, to clarify, romance doesn't mean sex. <laughs> That's... I know that. Oh, OK, good lad. This is called the rain. This is lovely. I don't know when I penned this, but I was very good with... Uh, <coughs> up, up above the streets and houses, a rainbow climbing high. Oh, what fun to see it climbing over the sky. And then I've just put filled the whole world with a rainbow. Um, you know, it's just... I've always had a way with words like that. So you know? lots of lots of memories under the bed. Lots of memories. That's nice. I, I've got lots of memories, but where I kept the other stuff, I, I don't know. <laughs> that has slipped my mind. <laughs> but, you know, it keeps the marriage fresh, apart from the old burger bits under the bed. But it keeps it alive. It reminds us of some happy times. Well, Barry, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you because and, you... you um, yeah, just I, talking I'm about I'm going to interrupt oh, you now. Sorry. So that was going on a bit. So oh. you uh, said that we've not had any calls to the show this morning. Well, that's my conjecture. Say yes. hello to Dennis in Dunstable. Good morning. Hello, Ben. How are you? Not so dusty, are you, Dennis? I'm very fine. You sound to me as though you sound like one of my sons, actually. Well, uh, son? <laughs> how old are you, Dennis? Well, I'm getting on a little bit, you see. Well, how old are you now? 88. Well, you know, you know what? You've got a very youthful voice, Dennis. I know, I know. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's the outside bit that's rubbish. The inside bit, I'm fine. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. Well, tuck yourself in. And, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully get... What, what are you doing today, Dan? What am I doing? Yeah. Sitting and playing with the computer. 
Oh, that's, you know, it's so difficult, that, isn't it, the computer? I've had a lot of trouble with my um, modem. Have you? Well, yeah. I, don't, I can't. I can spell computer. I am computer literate. <laughs> I can spell computer. I'm not sure I can spell literate, mate. <laughs> well, you don't. You want to get out in the fresh air. Jenny. I know. Yes, yes. I'm waiting to say. I'm waiting to speak to Mr. Lee. Actually. Oh, well, that's charming. I thought we were getting on quite. We are. We are nicely. But if you want me to. Uh, well, back it's up, up. To him now. He, he decides, you see. No. Is that your way of ushering him in? Have a nice... Have a nice... Oh, that's me. That's me finished, is it? No, no, I don't know, but I'm saying looking outside, the sunshine is delightful. And yeah. go outside. Have a sunbathe. Yeah. Is, it, is this you saying go away now? Then no, no. No, no. No. No, I'm just... I'm just answering... I'm going to say to you, have a very nice day. Oh. I'm going to have a very nice day. I'm, I've got to look under my bed yet. <laughs> Well, Dennis, it's taken me about four hours to actually get down onto my knees to look under them. I've had to have someone round from the council to lift up the um, ladder down. But um, De- Dennis, Dennis, what, what's oh, under? Hello, hello. Sorry. Uh, what, what, yeah, Dennis, what's under your bed? Dust. Well, you want to spend less time on the computer? No, it's not that. The, oh. the sides of the bed come right down to the ground, so I can't get anything underneath it. You could slip a magazine under there. No. <laughs> Point is, the point is, Ian, that the room is so small I couldn't move the bed over far enough so I could see every bit from underneath. Uh, well, there may be, there may be all sorts of things. You're not in Bobbington Prison, are you? No, 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 no. Uh, no. I have one of my old um, things to put into the computer was given to me by my company, and the word was criminal. And I've worried about that ever since. Oh, I see. One of my very old passwords was criminal. So perhaps I should be in bombing and I don't. <laughs> now, but Dennis, I have to issue... You, you, you have a yellow card, Dennis, because last time you came on the, the radio... I know, I know. You, I, what did he do? He said, he said a very rude word that begins with W. Yes. I, oh. I, can't say, I can't say how sorry I am that. Okay. Unfortunately, it was my old naval training came out there. Yes. But what I've sort tried... of training is that? I despair of our armed forces. That's what they're trained in. Never mind seamanship or uh, hoisting the flag or, or you know, using the words. No, there are certain words which uh, came into general use uh, in when I was in the Navy, and unfortunately I learned to speak Navy speak. But now I speak computer speak. And Ian was quite right to pull me up. He slapped me on the wrist. Um, but he apologised for me, but I'm quite happy to apologise for myself, Ian. And if, I really Ian, if I ever, uh, you know, let a Rudy slip, I'd like to apologise. Well, that's a good. What's, what's wrong with that? It's lazy, isn't it? Well, ge- gentlemen, I have to interrupt because we've got Kate Kinsella coming up with the weather. Oh. Yes. So, uh, uh, would you like to say goodbye to each other and goodbye to the listeners? Yes, I'd like you, to say goodbye go to this, this you gentleman. Go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. And to you, Lee, I'm sorry Who? that I agree with you totally about the film uh, in this case. Who's Lee? Lee? Lee, I would like to say to you too <laughs> that I wouldn't call you any of those things, a W or any of those nasty words, but I'll call you by your proper name, which is Ian. Bye-bye, Dennis. Bye-bye, Lee. Bye-bye, sir. And bye-bye, Ian. Bye-bye, Barry, Ian and Lee. And Dennis. <laughs> Bye-bye, all. Have a lovely bank holiday. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Goodbye, Ian. Let's get the weather now with Kate. 
Beds, Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, despite it being a bank holiday Monday, it is set to be rather lovely outside. We have got a bit of cloud around, which will come and go through the day, but temperature is the thing we're looking at, and we could see a maximum of 22 Celsius later. That's 72 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, as we head through to this evening, some late evening sunshine to enjoy, and then overnight dry and clear. So the wind falls light as well, and that could lead to one or two mist and fog patches. Minimum temperature, 7 Celsius, 45 degrees in Fahrenheit. So not too bad at all. reasonable day tomorrow as well in fact similar to today uh, we have got a bit of cloud around which could thicken in the afternoon likely or for some of us it could produce the odd shower but it is unlikely for most of us however the temperature tomorrow is going to be warmer than today we're looking at a maximum of 23 celsius that's 73 degrees in fahrenheit so temperatures raising just a little bit above average for the time of year that's your forecast thank you very much
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. A sexy song, in case you're feeling sexy on a bank holiday. I never feel sexy on a bank holiday. It's the most unsexy of all days. Now, uh, slightly different uh, uh, show this morning in terms of we are touching some of the uh, heavier stories, but also some slightly lighter stuff. And it's a different day on BBC Three Counties Radio. A lot of the um, the, the prime staff, the, the, the voices you may have heard on the radio, well, they're bunking off. They're having a day off. So we thought it'd be nice to irritate them and call them nice and early on their day off and find out what on earth they're up to. Well, one of our leading reporters here at BBC Three Counties Radio is Tony Fisher. Tony Fisher isn't in today, but he's on the phone. Good morning, Mr Fisher. Morning, Mr Lee. You sound a little bit grumpy. Have we, we haven't got you up or anything, have no, we? No, I've been up for ages, actually. It's such a lovely day. I've been up since uh, about 6.30 or something. Sun pouring in through the windows, mate. <laughs> You've got to make the most of it. You have got to make the most of it. We're not here yeah. forever. Sorry? We're, we're not... I said we're not here forever, Tony. Oh, no, we're not here forever, no! Tony, what are you... It's a bank holiday. It's a lovely day. What is Tony Fisher going to be doing on his day off? Tony Fisher? Um, well... That's I'm, you. <laughs> Is that me? Yes. Oh, is it me? Have you oh, been drinking right, already? Okay. We're talking about me. <laughs> oh, what am I doing? Yes. Right. Um, there are a couple of bikes in the garden. Uh-huh. That, that will give you a clue. You, uh, you're going to clean bikes? Well, actually, there is a bit of a mess on both sets of bikes on the wheels, <laughs> which is why I left them out in the garden. So probably, you, probably level of detail you don't want to know, is it? Oh, it's, 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 no, it's, it's, we're getting a picture of, of the man ah. behind the legend. So you, you and your, your I, I don't know, your, your missus, your kids, are you going to go out for a cycle no, ride? it's a small pink bicycle. Oh. <laughs> so just you going out for a ride, then? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, in my shorts. Oh, dear. Well, that, that'll be fun. <laughs> yes, it will be fun. I have designed a route, but I got castigated yesterday for not bringing any refreshments. Ah, uh, you so see. So I, I had to cheekily uh, stop off in a pub and ask for a glass of water. <laughs> anyway. with, your, with your little child? Yes, with my daughter, Alice. She's nine. <laughs> nine, I, I, Otherwise, we weren't going to make it back home. Do you know what I mean? I, I know, listen, I know exactly what you mean. Having young, young children myself, yeah. I know that they, they... You have to keep feeding and watering well, them. You, it's ridiculous, really, Jeez. honestly. I thought, you know, we'd only gone to the next village. So you're going to have a lovely day c- cycling with your, with your nine-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And then and what, what have you got planned for this evening? Anything, anything nice? Oh, rom- the romantic? Se- no, the se- this evening, Ian, no. The, oh. This evening's a washout. This oh. evening will be ironing or something ridiculous like that. Don't oh. talk about this evening. Oh, sorry about that. Um, but I have to say on Saturday, played golf, very good, 36 holes. Which to you means going around twice. Okay, thank you. Yeah? Yes, okay. I, I was so scratching my head that. slightly. Yes, okay. And a um, bit of drinking in the middle, bit of drinking at the end. So I, I have to say that, that uh, for those listening uh, uh, who will know, I, I know nothing about sports. I'm constantly uh, mispronouncing sports personalities and venues and teams. And You're all right with Ronnie O'Sullivan? Oh, well, I, I've met Ronnie O'Sullivan. He's a nice lad. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I, I Troubled. do wish he wouldn't keep going on about retiring, though. Yeah. It's getting a bit boring. It is boring. I, I didn't realise he had a book coming out. Yeah. I wonder if that's connected. But every after every show, I pop upstairs and uh, Tony will say something like, uh, how are you getting on with Rory McIlroy? And you, you will castigate me for, for mispronouncing sports people. Yeah, it was McIlroy, I McIl- think, for McIl- a while, McIl- was he, wasn't it? He's missing a vowel. He needs another vowel in there, the idiot. <laughs> for goodness sakes. Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. Tony, last question. Yeah. I'll... What's under your bed? Um, dust. Air. 
Is that the answer you wanted? It's, if, if it's the truth, it's the answer I need. Tony, lovely to talk to you. Have a lovely day with your little girl, and we'll speak to you in the week. Right, OK. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. Tony Fisher there, one of our top uh, reporters. Um, we've been asking what's under your bed, and we've sent out Justin Dealey out and about to find out. Justin. I think you mean our greatest reporter there, Ian, talking about myself, clearly. Well, I Poor d- intro, poor intro. Well, we've just we've just had the fish on, you know, so yeah. it's... Um, mm. With his pink bike, yes. With his pink bike. Well, Justin, listen, uh, you have been out and about, mm, and I we're going to listen to what the the public have been saying a little bit later on just after the news if that's okay mm, okay but when you're approaching people in the street and asking what's under your bed yeah what kind of reaction have you been getting uh well from the ladies they're smiling um plenty of offers there and um Sorry? Yeah, and from the men it's uh, one of confusion really to be quite honest with you yeah, yeah. yeah. is this do you think one of your the the, the, the base best things we've sent you out to deal with uh, yes i was going to say actually do you know what? i'm going to come in more often on these bank holidays because yeah. these sort of questions you are going to hear them nowhere else. Yeah. Normally, it's the serious questions during the week on a bank holiday, going out there, what's under your bed? Ian, it floats my boat. It, it certainly does. Although, when we raised it uh, on Friday as a possibility, yeah. you kind of shrugged your shoulders and laughed and went, well, if you want it, I'll do well, it. But... You know, I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but yeah. I've been inundated with people. I've stopped at Tonnington. People are coming up to the radio car. They want to tell me what is under their bed. It's incredible. Well, JD, we're going to listen to what uh, people have been telling you a little bit later on, and we, we'll speak to you on the other side of the news. That's Justin Dealey there. You can take part. The fun never stops. It doesn't always start as well. Here's the travel with Justin. Beds, hearts and bucks travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, so far as you make your way around uh, Three Counties, looking good from the motorways and also the area. It's Culverhouse Road uh, in Luton, shut due to an incident between St. Augustine, Augustine Avenue and St. Etherworth Avenue. Also do take note, Milton Keynes, the marathon, is going to be starting at 10 o'clock. I suspect they're going to start putting closures in place about now. The first eight miles of the marathon takes place on closed roads in the centre of Milton Keynes, with the 18 miles rest of them on redways. Do take that that could cause some disruption and place extra pressure if you're going towards Milton Keynes this morning. Justin Peterson, BBC Three Counties Radio. Justin, thank you very much indeed. If you do want to take part in the What's Under Your Bed uh, fiasco, no, not fiasco, phone in, uh, 08459 455 555. You can also go and have your say on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Coming up in the next hour, we'll be finding out more about what the presenters are doing on their day off, including having a cheeky word with JVS, and also the peace rally in Luton. Did you go? Do things like that ever work? Here's the news now with Serena. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's 8 o'clock, the headlines. Police incident in Luton forces road closure. New rules for British people living abroad. A Milton Keynes centre set to be demolished. BBC Three Counties Radio. Culverhouse Road in Luton's closed in both directions after a police incident there. More details on this story as we get them, but police at the moment won't confirm what's happened. Well, one local resident woke up earlier this morning to find out that he now can't get his car out of the road. We never saw anything like this before. I know there were a few youngsters been in a car and, you know, sort of uh, making a run and all that, police chasing and all that. Lately, I've been hearing police sirens going quite a few times, helicopters and all that. Mainly on this street, we don't have that much problem. In other news, and in Buckinghamshire, police there are trying to find a man who raped a 12-year-old girl. She was walking alone when the man pulled her into a wooded area at a play park in Milton Keynes. The attack happened back in March, but was only reported to police last Saturday. 
As we've been hearing, hundreds of people gathered in Luton yesterday for a peace rally. It was called for following concerns from community leaders over a spate of violent deaths in the town recently. Tricia Lachlan's a concerned parent and member of the Non-Violence Alliance, which tries to prevent crime. For those that think that we haven't got a problem in our town, they really need to step out into the communities where it's going on. Speak to us. We'll give them reported crime incidents that are unreported to the police. The Non-Violence will give, be able to give them that, you know, weekly. If they think that we haven't got a problem in their town, they're really mistaken, we have. The government's changing the rules on pensions to stop people who've never paid national insurance in the UK from receiving payments. Ministers say 200,000 people living abroad get a pension solely on their spouse's British work record. That right will be removed from 2016 as part of an overhaul of the pension system. Here and people in Milton Keynes are being asked what they think about plans to knock down the Agora Centre in Wolverton. It was built in 1979 and would be replaced with a number of shops and houses. The Conservative leader of the council, Andrew Geary, says they'll seriously listen to what people say. This is very much a consultation document that says, look, here's what we've come up with, guided by our current um, planning policies and whatever, um, but it's now up to you to comment and help shape this because what we want to shape is something that the community wants. And police are appealing for help to find a teenager who's missing from a home at Grove but couldn't be in the Luton area. 15-year-old Nancy Males was last seen by her father who dropped her off in Leighton Buzzard on Saturday morning when she said she was meeting a friend but didn't return home. Turning to sport now and Chelsea have moved up to third in the Premier League after a 1-0 victory over Manchester United at Old Trafford yesterday. Liverpool and Everton also fought out a goalless draw. That was in the Merseyside derby at Anfield. So let's have a look at the weather and yes, that little old sun is going to be out for the rest of the day small chance of a little shower though but we won't mention that temperatures reaching 22 degrees celsius there's more news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties bbc three counties radio first for news hey serena yeah nice one thanks This is Ian Lee. Bank holiday Monday. Lovely weather. There's a marathon happening in Milton Keynes. Are you running in it? We'll be talking about that a bit later on. If you are taking part, do give us a call. 08459 455 555. We had um, a call from uh, a lady who was playing in a band along the route. If you're, if you're connected with the marathon, but perhaps in a slightly different way, I'd love to talk to you. Find out about that. Lots coming up between now and nine o'clock, including... The peace rally in Luton on Sunday. We know there's been lots of gun crime and knife crime recently. A peace rally was held to try and unite the community. A couple of hundred people turned up. Do things like that ever work? And while I wish them all the greatest success, I do wonder if those things are effective, particularly when there is perhaps a a slightly heavy Christian theme as well. Maybe that scared some people off. I don't know. 08459 455 555. I'd love to hear from you if you went there. Or if you just think these things, oh, it's a waste of time. It serves no purpose whatsoever. The big question this morning, the big phone in. What's under your bed? And also, can I wash my woolen scarf? I've got a scarf, it's wool, and I, I love it, but it's getting a little bit dirty. Can I wash it? And we'll be finding out what some of the presenters are doing on their day off. All that and more coming up between now and nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call. I've had lots of calls this morning. Thank you for that. 08459 455 555.
Now, people gathered in Luton Town Centre yesterday for a peace rally. Community leaders called for the rally after 12 gun-related incidents in the town this year and three fatalities since last September. Well, during the rally, Victor Evelyn from the Non-Violence Alliance confronted Bedfordshire's Police and Crime Commissioner, Ollie Martins. Do you understand that the children that you're saying are in gangs or the, the people that are in gangs don't respect the police? And why they don't respect it? Well, I think the, the problem that we've got isn't really one of gangs, it's more one of criminality. Um, now, I know that there is a problem between young people and uh, the police, and that's something that we've got to work on. And I think that, that you know, working on that and building a stronger relationship and a work stronger, more sustainable working relationship between local communities and the police is an important part of my role as police and crime commissioner, making that strong connection. I understand that you have to say that, because to admit that there's gang problem would admit that there's a problem with the police not doing something about it, or that they're not effective in dealing with it. But what I'm asking you is, these gangs will always be there, because if I'm in the playground by myself, and someone stands by, my, by next to me and says, I'll back you up, mate, that's two leading on to a hundred, leading on to a thousand people, that would be part of my gang, which I eventually oppress the people that used to oppress me. That's what makes a gang. Gang brings criminal work if they've got nothing else to do. If you look at gang problems that other parts of the country have, you don't, you don't find the same situation in Luton. What you find in Luton is criminality, and that's what the police have got to deal with. Right. So what causes the gangs to become not criminal? Criminal criminality and gangs is a separate issue to you or something else. You can have a semantic argument about what is a what is a gang and what is a criminal gang. Um, but I think if you look at the loose we gang here today. Yeah. Arguably. There is a gang involved with non-violence lines by Glenn Campbell. Yeah. And that's a good gang. That's a good gang. But it's when it's when it's when people get involved in criminality and that's the problem that we've got in Luton. If you're talking about gang culture, that's that's a London problem. The problem that we've got New York problem, it's the LA problem. Indeed. And and Luton Luton is not London, New York or LA. We know that. That's why we're doing the peace rally. We're saying this is getting ridiculous. We are not LA. We're not New York. Stop no. you silly little gang. And we're going to deal with the criminality that we've seen and we're going to put a stop to it and that's what I want to see happen as Police and Crime Commissioner. How can we work together in some way in uh well, I mean, that's why I'm here today, you know, because I, I, am, I am that bridge. I see my role as Police and Crime Commissioner being that bridge between the police and the local community that builds up that strong partnership okay. that's going to drive the knives and the guns and the drugs and the criminality off our streets. Well, that was uh, the Bedfordshire Police and Crime Commissioner Ollie Martins speaking to Victor Evelyn from the Non-Violence Alliance during the peace rally in Luton Town Centre at the weekend. We've had some cracking songs today. I chose them all personally, just for you. You make me feel so young. You make me feel so spring has sprung. And every time I see you grin, I'm such a happy individual. The moment that you speak, I want to go play hide and seek. I want to go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I Are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up 
lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung And a wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you make me feel so young You make me feel so young You make me feel so spring has sprung And every time I see you grin I'm such a happy individual The moment that you speak I wanna go and play hide and seek I wanna go and bounce the moon Just like a toy balloon You and I are just like a couple of tots Running across a meadow Picking up lots of forget-me-nots You make me feel so young You make me feel there are songs to be sung Bells to be rung Wonderful fling to be flung And even when I'm old and gray I'm gonna feel the way I do today Cause you, you make me feel so young You make me feel so young So I asked my three-year-old yesterday Do you enjoy living with Mama and Dada? No Why not? You make me feel You always tell me off the last time I told him off, we went to... Uh, constantly weeing, this boy. Constantly weeing in inappropriate places. So we went to um, the park. There's a brilliant park near us with a pirate ship on it. Huge pirate ship. It's huge. It's brilliant. I would love something like that when I was a kid. We were there for ages. Got two kids, and I'm kind of looking after the, the youngest one who's crawling around in the sand. And my wife went, Ian! Grab, grab him now! I went, what? Look! And there's my boy on top of this pirate ship, and it's, I don't know what, ten foot tall... Uh, and there's a slide that goes down. He's at the top of the slide with his pants and trousers around his ankles, holding onto his winkle, about to have a wee down the slide. I went, stop that. And he looked at me, terrified. What, what? Stop it. And I had to climb up the slide. I had to push my way past kids, climb up the slide, grab him, literally had him under my arm. <laughs> had him under my arm. I then slid down the slide and took him to a bush. Well, I was just going to wee on the pirate. You can't wee on a pirate ship. Another person who I have great trouble controlling where they urinate is Justin Dealey. Justin. Hello, Ian. You can't wee on a pirate ship. Is that right? You can't wee on a kid's playground, Justin. Oh, I do it anywhere. I get away with it. I work for the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, listen, we, uh, we've got the big phone in today. J- JVS isn't in. Tim, Tim's in, but we've yeah. kind of hijacked the big phone in because, <laughs> yes. I think, you know, we're the, we're the big boys here. Yeah, yeah. BBC Three Counties. Mm. The big question on the big phone in today is, wow. Lots of people today have been concerned about what's been going on under their bed. So, <laughs> the big phone in today is, 
What's under your bed? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. What's under your bed? Give us a call, Nadine Dice. Yeah. So, Justin, we've sent you out. <laughs> yes. To uh, ask people what's under your bed. Yes, the big phone of the day. Yes. Um, I'm on my way to Milson Keynes for the marathon. So, what is it? <laughs> just, just, to, just to clarify, <laughs> he ain't running it. No. He's no. gonna go and jeer at people. Exactly. Twenty six point two miles. No, thank you. Yes. So I've stopped off at Toddington on the way. I've been asking people that big question: What is under their bed? And Ian, this is what people had to say. Do I press the button now? Yes, you do. Okay. Madam, what's under your bed? Shoes. Loads of them? Yep, bucket loads. And I bet you don't even use these shoes, do you? No. Why can't you throw them out? Because I like them too much. I collect them. Anything else apart from shoes? The dog. (laughs) (laughs) The dog as well. Yes, RSPCA, she has got a dog under the bed. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Charlotte, it is the big question of the day. It's a serious question. What's under your bed? My shoes and my school books. School books? Yeah. How many pairs of shoes are we talking here? Probably about ten. Ten pairs of shoes and you go to school? That's too many shoes, isn't it? No. Can't you throw some of them out? Well, I could, but the rest of money. Angela, your husband has got a lot to answer for. Can you tell us what is under your bed? It's all his old junk. It's all computer games from, like, the 80s, comic books, new and old. All that under bed. Nowhere else for it to go. In comic books? I mean, what, yeah. why are you married to a man who's into <laughs> comic books? Nerds are good. Yeah? yeah? They make good husbands. Really? That's why I put up with him, yeah. <laughs> you ever say to him, come on, look, we've got a lovely bed here. Look at all this junk, all your sci-fi magazines, your comic books, your, your old computer consoles. Can't you get rid of it? At least it's under it. Yeah, that's, that's It'd be a divorce otherwise. Yeah. It'd be a divorce. <laughs> it's, me, it's a choice between me and them. Unfortunately, I don't think it'd be me. Is she married to a 13-year-old boy? He's got video mm. games and comics under the bed. Apparently nerds are good. Well, that's according me. According to her, yes, according to her. I mean, I know we're desperate for content this morning, Ian, but um, I have to say, yes, apparently we are. Um, I'm actually quite enjoying this. I think we should do this every single day. The big phone-in of the day. The alternative big phone-in of the day. What do you mean we're desperate for material? Well, that's what you said at six o'clock. You said even people that are banned. You know, today, that ban's been lifted. <laughs> Your word's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> just for those... Listen, just for those people who um, uh, take you for granted, mm. you're not even supposed to be working today, are you, Justin? No, I thought to myself, do you know what? Last night I was meant to be going out, you know, a few beers. Didn't quite happen. I thought, do you know what? I'll go and keep my, uh, my friend slash enemy, Ian Company. And, uh, yes, I'll go out and work for him. So, yeah, I'm here for you, Ian. He's taken a really uh, dark tone today, Justin. Yeah, well, it's bank holidays. Anything goes on a bank holiday Monday. You, you're allowed to say these things and do what you want. Am I allowed to cut you off? Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday between 12 and 3, I'm here with a little bit of celebrity. I've always loved being a comedian because it's my job, so I'm going to keep doing that. I was voted Japan's number one male vocalist of the year, and I beat out Frank Sinatra. How's that? <laughs> Expert advice. It does sound like it's a mechanical pain brought on by altered mechanics in your upper limb. Your capital's protected because I'm guessing what you don't want to do is take any risks with the capital itself. And loads of really great music. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, uh, normally, Jonathan Vernon Smith would be joining me. In- Take that guy. What? what are you doing, Tim? <laughs> what is this disgusting? Jonathan would normally come down. Oh, dear. And um, you've got an Eddie Murphy laugh. 
Yeah, that was quite Eddie Murphy, it was wasn't very... it? <laughs> Tim Wheeler is uh, who filled oh, in for Jonathan. Shrek. Sorry, filled in for Jonathan last week. I thought he did a cracking job. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Uh, you're filling in for him today as he's mm. bunking off bank holiday, and you've just deposited some chewing gum on a piece of paper. Do you know what I? I for years I didn't touch chewing gum. I found it disgusting. Yeah. My parents have never touched chewing gum. They've never had it in their mouths at all. Wow. Um, but I started getting into it, and but I, I lo- when it's in my mouth, I'm fine, happy with that. The minute I take it out, I, t- I, I keep it to lubricate my throat. The minute I took it out, it, looking at it now, it looks disgusting. But I learned a fact yesterday. Apparently, chewing gum yes. does nev- actually never loses its mintiness. When you put it in your mouth, it loses its mint. If you, if you put that in your mouth now, it would, ta- it would taste fresh and minty. It's just your, your brain gets used to the, to the mint of chewing gum, but it actually never loses its power. So if you put that in your mouth now... I'm not going to. Well, you will, we'll never know. Do you know what um, chewing gum is made of? No. Plastic. God, this is amazing. No, it's, this is true. This is, this is not... Plastic. Chewing gum is made of plastic. That's why it's so chewy. That's why it doesn't d- d- shrink. It's That's made why of... you can't, you can't swallow... Well, you can swallow it, but it just goes straight through and... and uh... You really are... Oh, I don't know. Horrible. Hey, ask me what's under my bed. What's under your bed? Just loads of Bibles. Loads of them. Loads of them. Because uh, just to prop up the bed. All out of, out of print Bibles from, from different parts of the world that I've stolen from hotels. You can't steal the Gideon's good work. Oh, well, it's, they, they give it away for free, don't they? Has anyone ever seen a Gideon? Mm, yeah, no. I don't think no. like. There's a singer called Gideon Con. It could be him. Who's, who's good? I don't know if he is a Gideon. I don't know if he started the group. I'll have to ask him next What's time. What's on I your show it. this morning? Anyway, yeah. Um, well, I'm carrying your carrying on your phone in on um, what's what's under the bed. I'm not really. I'm not. No, um, I'm going to be catching up. Just, but, just be, be warned. Your, your boss is listening. JVS. Hello. Uh, oh. Who's that? Is that Jamie Ast? I'm, uh... What are you up to? I'm just emptying the litter tray. Oh, nice. What, your, your one or the cat's? A bit of both. bit of both. Nice. Are you crying as you're doing it? What? Are you talking about concentrating? Just carry on. I'll be with you in a minute. All right, Tim, you tell us what's on on the show today. Well, so yesterday we had the the uh, the peace uh, gathering in in Luton. Yep. And it's actually this has come at a time when the children's uh, rights director for England, Roger Morgan, has been completing a survey about young people's. This is very hard to do. Jonathan, Tim's trying to tell us what's on his show, and he's he's talking about the peace rally. Oh. So, I mean, can can the litter wait? What? Well, not really. I've just woken up, and it's the first job I do. Right. Right, but... He's done two wheeze. But Tim? No, the cat. The cat. Right, OK. <laughs> OK, can you fade him slightly? I'll fade, just, just I'll the, fade just him take, slightly. take off a few DBs. There we go. All right, Thanks. OK, let's go. It's quite a serious thing we were talking about here. Well, it is, actually. Yeah. Um, the Children's Rights Director for, for England, Roger Morgan, has done a survey, a report. Uh, he's been uh, speaking to young people. And they all, they all say, all these young people, most of them who have been involved in, in trouble, say that they recognise murder is wrong, it's bad, it's the worst thing you can possibly do. Uh, they also recognise that, that drink and drugs and getting into gangs are bad things that you have to avoid. But they all say that the reason that people end up... This is very hard to do. This is very hard to do. They all say the reason that people end up committing crime is just boredom. People don't have mm. enough to do. And that's the problem with young people. They have not enough to do, they are just simply bored, and that's why they commit crime. And I don't know if people accept that because I don't know... I would imagine that young people possibly have more to do now 
than they ever did before. They've got books, they've got TV, they've got films, they've got Xbox, they've got... The, the, there's so many things to There are many do. things to do. Um, but I'm going to be speaking this morning from 9 to Victor Evan from, uh, from the group who actually gathered in Luton yesterday, the anti-violence group, to find out uh, how he thought yesterday went. I know you've been playing a clip of him having a conversation with... With uh, Ollie Martin. Martin. Fascinating clip, yeah. Ollie Martin doesn't recognise that there's this, the same kind of gang problems in our area as there are in London. Uh, I've also hopefully going to try and speak to Ollie Martin to put that invitation in. Don't know if he'll be able to get back to us. I know it is a bank holiday. Yep. Um, but keen to take your calls. Would giving young people more things to do stop them from getting in trouble with the police? That's what I'd like to know. That's from 9 o'clock. Also on the show, we're going to be talking about tagging your relatives. I mean, speaking to a guy who Sorry? tags his children with GPS tags so oh, he doesn't really? lose them. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to... Uh, also speaking to a teacher anonymously from Hertfordshire who says being a teacher leaves you virtually no life at all. We're going to be talking about whether teachers have a hard life. Uh, well, I've got an interview with Sean Hughes. I spoke to the comedian oh, Sean good. Hughes. I like him, yeah. About the death of his dad and dealing with that through comedy. Yeah. Loads to come. Well, it's, I'll, be, I'll be honest, it sounds like a cracking show. Well, it but, should be. Better than the usual fare we get between 9 and 12 on weekday mornings. And I've been saying this for a long time. I really think that Jubs is, you know, he's kind of... On the way out? Well, I just think you've peaked, my darling. Oh. I think, you, I think you've peaked. You've become obsessed with Nadine Doris and things like that. <laughs> he's not obsessed with Nadine Doris. He is. And I just think Tim is, is a fresh... He's a burst of fresh air in a stale, old, stuffy world. Well, that's very true. He's also much cheaper. <laughs> that is very true. Right, Jonathan, <laughs> I am cheaper, but yes. that, that, you know, Jonathan, what are you doing on your day off? This yeah. is the reason we've got you on. You're not just going to empty your cat's litter tray. No, are I've, you? Done, I've done that now. Yes, uh, you've been a very good boy, haven't you, Pip? Um, oh, okay. And uh, what am I doing next? Well, I'll probably have a little shower. You know, freshen up, oh. have a spritz. Yeah. Don't, don't want li- to live your day in, in real time. I'm just kind of oh. a vague... I mean, t- oh. Tony Fisher told us he's going for a bicycle ride with his, his daughter and um, then doing some ironing. Oh, I've got a barbecue today. Oh. Yes. I've oh. got... Uh, I think I've got five people for a barbecue, including a small child. Well, you couldn't eat a whole one. Why... What, what time do you want me and Tim to pop over? No, no, it's, it's, uh, it's only for close personal friends. Oh. Okay, well, what time do you want me to pop over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Where are you going to barbecue? Well, it's you not haven't got a garden. House. It's not at my house. Oh, oh I see. it's not in your pokey flat. It's not. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jonathan, it sounds like a very um, boring, uh, really exciting, really boring day. Um, will you be listening? Have you been listening to my show this morning? Don't be silly. I'm you- just waiting for Ken Bruce to come on. Jonathan, thank you very much. Unbelievable. Just go tell. I'm really sorry about that. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, well, it's just a mess, isn't it, this morning? You have a good show, mate. I'll be listening. Yeah. See you later, Tim. Have a nice weekend. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. Am I still on? No, not anymore. Dear me. 08459 555. Well, that was awkward, wasn't it? This could be the last 
So, Tim Wheeler filling in for JVS this morning, and, and the, the usual listening changes on a bank holiday. How do I get avoided from that? I suddenly I'm working. What? what? I turn up, all the other guys are off. Ah, it's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy the bank holiday shows. They're my favourites in many, many ways. Also my least favourite in just as equal number of ways. But uh, a lot of the presenters, the, the, the voices you hear normally, are off because it's a bank holiday. And I thought it'd be nice to find out what those people uh, are, are doing. So, Catherine Boyle, what are you doing on your bank holiday? I'm brushing the baby's teeth. Thanks very much for calling. No, you're doing, you're doing what? <laughs> Well, we're in a bit of a rush, and as usual, um, we're behind time. I'm just brushing the baby's teeth, and then we're going up north. Why do, you my bo- why do you bother with the baby's teeth? Because you know those teeth fall out anyway. Well, I know, but I don't want them to fall out before they're supposed to. Well, that'll Plus, teach. It's always nice to be minty fresh, isn't it? It al- is always nice to be minty uh, fresh. Uh, so, you're, what, what, so you're cleaning the baby's teeth, and then you're, you're yeah. off oop north. Yes. To see... Yeah. To the uh, Lancashire Riviera, we're going to Southport. Oh, gorgeous, beautiful! Right, not my grandma's day in Wrecker House. Oh, fantastic! Well, how, how <laughs> remind me how old your kids are? Um, uh, one is nineteen months, and the other one who's downstairs with stick on earrings on is oh, four. Oh, I say, really? It's a bit common. Well, she's Catherine. got herself up. It is a little bit. But oh, she did herself. You know, jeans will out, won't they? Well, c- can we talk to the nineteen-month-old? Yeah, hang on and see if she'll speak. Say hello. Hi. Hello, darling. H- how are you? Say hello. Yeah. I'm fine. Are you Are you seeing Grandma today? Are we going to see Grandma? Yes. She said yes. There we. I, I heard that. That's fantastic. And Granddad. Oh, and Granddad as well, of course. Wonderful. <laughs> and how long will it take you to car journeys with kids? Is a nightmare. How long is it going to take you? They're pretty good. It's got sort of um, a soothing effect on my children because oh. we've always sort of taken them, so they'll they'll fall asleep. They have what we call a magic sleep. Oh, when you say a magic sleep, does that mean you've given them cowpole? <laughs> is that what a magic sleep is? <laughs> no, but we tell them if they go to sleep, they'll wake up there. Oh, wonderful! Well, uh, ha- so it should be about three hours, two and a half. That's not so bad. Oh, Catherine, have a lovely day. Nice to talk to you. I've Thank got, you. I've got to say, we've got Serena in today. She's really good. She's very good, isn't she? She's, I mean, no, I mean, she's excellent. <laughs> Hi, Serena. <laughs> See you later, Catherine. Have fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Doesn't Catherine sound younger in real life than she does on the radio? She sounded youthful there and vibrant. Thank you, Catherine. 08459 555. Right, let's get the travel news now with Justin Peterson. Hearts and Bucks Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Motorway still looking okay at the moment. No reports of any delays. We'll hold up similar story for the A routes as well. A405, they starting to build up now just a little bit around the M25 and public transport. Well, revised services are running due to the bank holiday period or extra engineering work. So services are suspended. London, Maribyrn to Amersham. Justin Peterson, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Justin. Let's get the news and sport now with Serena Farrow. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Culver House Road in Luton's closed in both directions after a police incident, though officers won't confirm what's actually happened as yet. Meanwhile, police are trying to find the man who raped a 12-year-old girl in Milton Keynes. The attack happened back in March, but was only reported last Saturday. 
Hundreds of people gathered in Luton yesterday for a peace rally. It was organised following concerns over a spate of violent deaths in the town recently. And the government's changing the rules on pensions to stop people who've never paid national insurance in the UK from receiving payments. So that's the news. Now let's move on to the sport. And Chelsea have moved up to third in the Premier League. It comes after a 1-0 victory over Manchester United. The top team on Merseyside, meanwhile, looks almost certain to be Everton. A goalless draw with Liverpool at Anfield means Everton hold a five-point advantage over their neighbours. In the second league of the League One playoff semis, Sheffield United take a 1-0 lead to Yeovil, while Brentford hosts Swindon at half past four with a tie all square. Turning to League Two playoff finals and Bradford City will face Northampton Town. Bradford overturned a 3-2 deficit with a 3-1 win at Burton. Northampton defeated Cheltenham 2-0 on aggregate. And Newport County are back in the Football League for the first time in 25 years. They beat Wrexham 2-0 in that playoff final. Locally, Hemel Hempstead play their Southern Premier playoff final at home to Gosport this afternoon. A win for the Tudors would earn them promotion, most likely to Conference South. Boss Dean Brennan's hoping a home advantage will help. What I would say is, is that um, we're a fresh, brand new side, really. We're not even a year old, so uh, we've got a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of drive and a lot of belief. So hopefully uh, a home advantage does help. I know the one direction and the that we've got at this moment in time will, uh, will definitely help with their drum and they'll be singing away. One Direction, isn't that a, what do you call it, a band? Elsewhere... Yeah, band. Band, band is what we call it, yeah. yeah. Pop, pop group, yeah. They're not as good as JLS. No. They split up, I'm so upset. <laughs> but I do like The Wanted. Yeah. Can I just continue? And the backstreet. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I haven't I, finished. I, I, I don't, sorry, you just said One Direction and my brain went off. Well, yeah. It does. It does, I know. <laughs> I do apologise. I thought you'd finished. No. I, was, I will... I've I, just, just got a few little bits. Shall more. I stop? Thanks. Okay, and then... Let's you, let's can, move on then. Bigglesway, shall we? You can let me we? know when you've finished. Yeah, Bigglesway okay, Town. Okay, well, you go. They go to rugby this afternoon in the Southern League Division 1 Central Playoff Final. Let's move on to rugby because we can't forget that. Saracens will play Northampton Saints in the Premiership Playoff Semis. Saris beat Bath 23-14 yesterday to finish top of the table in the regular season. And finally, I know you love it, Ian, mm. World Snooker Final. I do final. love snooker. I love a yeah. bit of snooker. Good old Ronnie. He leads Barry Hawkins by 10 frames to 7. Pop the red then, screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker, loopy nuts are we, me and him and him and me. We'll show you what we can do with a load of balls of a snooker cue. That's a real song. Uh, by whom, you? Chas and Dave. Oh, Chaz and Dave. Yeah. I mean, you now know, don't you? Is it Chaz or Dave? I can't remember. I spoke to him earlier on this year. Yeah. He's like a garden fanatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's written a book about gardening. That's right, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, um, well that's, that's uh, Dave. Dave. And no, he, it's Chaz. It's Chaz. Chaz. Yes. And he lives in Alsea. He lives locally anyway. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with his son-in-law and I have been to... Well, let's say friends. Uh, you mean you've tipped him off? Yes, I have been to uh, Chaz's grandson's b- uh, third birthday party where Chaz was yeah. the entertainment... No. Yeah, he was playing the piano at three year olds. It was wonderful. Oh. Have you finished yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have finished. Do you, it'd be good, Helen, one question though. Yes. Are you one of these people? Because I know you do it, you uh, really abhor sport, don't you, really? Yes. I mean, it, walking up the stairs is yeah. like doing a marathon to don't you. Don't like it, don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you like watching sport? I mean, snooker, do you play it down the pub or pool, no. perhaps? No, no. 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 Oh. You're one of those sorts then? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Across beds, hearts and bones. When's Catherine back? This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Last 30 minutes of the show, uh, Tim Wheeler in for JVS uh, this morning. Um, and it, it, it's a crack. I know quite often people people have favourites on the radio. And when their favourite isn't in, they go, oh, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not, oh, it's not my favourite. I'm switching off. Do listen to Tim. He filled in for JVS last week a few times when he was poorly. It's a cracking listen. I, I think he's brilliant. Uh, yes, he may be cheaper, but then, you know, I'm cheaper than JVS. Everybody is cheaper than JVS. Uh, 08459 Uh The Milton Keynes Marathon is taking place today. It's a bit warm. It's going to be a little bit spicy out there. Justin Dealey is... Uh, whereabouts are you, Justin? Are you, on, are you on the marathon route? Not quite. I'm outside Stadium MK, which is where all the marathon runners are, are meeting. Starts at 10 o'clock, Ian. Up to 6,000 runners or walkers will be taking part. And not you, because you don't do marathons. Don't do, do marathons. No, I, no. I, everyone says, oh, you've been on the telly. You should go and do a marathon. No, I'm never, ever. <laughs> I have no... And every now and then I think, yeah. oh, maybe, maybe it'll be nice. But, and then I come back down to ground. I'm never... Ever, ever running a marathon mm. ever in my life. I've got somebody who might just convince you. Joining me live now is Paul Barton. He's from Master Mortain. Paul, this is your 191st marathon today. Is that correct? That's right. 191 today. I mean, Ian back in the studio doesn't do marathons. Convince him to do one. I think you should do one. Come with me and do one. You'll enjoy it. There you go, Ian. You do one, mate. I'm not, no, you don't stand a <laughs> chance of that one. happening. No. <laughs> uh, brilliant stuff. So, Paul, you're a bit of a pro at this. Um, have you got a time in mind today? How quickly do you want to complete this marathon? 26.2 miles. I would like to do it under four hours, but if it gets too warm, I should just take it easy and 4.15, 4.30 will be fine. I mean, the weather's glorious today. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to go and run or walk 26.2 miles? What do you get from this? Well, it's just sort of become a way of life now. Most weeks, every other week, I do one, and sometimes four in four days, and I've done two in a day. It's just something I like doing. It makes you feel good at the end of it and enjoy the beer better when I go to the pub afterwards. <laughs> Incredible. Just lastly, 2003 was your first marathon. Yep. What's the best marathon, in your opinion? I would think, because all of mine have been in England, I would say London for the crowds and to help you get round and the support and... So many people doing it for different charities, and it's just nice to see everyone finishes it, usually. So. Best of luck for today. Thank Here's somebody uh, as well, Mike Bush. Mike, this is your first marathon. You can't quite do 190. Um, why today? Why is this your first? Well, I, um, I've got a friend who came to stay with me at Christmas, and uh, he said he wanted to run a marathon. And he bought me a book, The Non-Runner's Guide to Running a Marathon, and uh, I took that as a hint that he would like me to run it with him. So here we are, a few months later five months later mm. and that's it I'm about to uh, set off my first marathon and have you got a time in mind for today I'm gonna try and keep up with Paul yeah. but, good luck <laughs> but um, if we can if we can do around four four hours 30 that would be that would be really really nice I've been working hard for this but it's my first one I'm, I'm not gonna kill myself and take it easy okay uh, the idea is just to finish it have a brilliant day guys thank you so much for your time great thank you great stuff there you go paul barton and uh, also mike bush mike's uh, first marathon today in i don't think you can beat that well anybody listening can beat that paul today about to take part in his 191st marathon that is absolutely extraordinary it really is it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous he needs to stop you can say that not me yeah, he's really, yeah. i can say he can't hear me he needs
tempted to. You, you've never been tempted, have you, Justin? You, I mean, you you you're, you like to work. You work very hard, but yeah. physically, you're a lazy man, aren't you? Um, yes, yes, I'll probably go along with that. I mean, I have been tempted. I have been tempted over the years, and people often say to me, "Oh, the London Marathon. Do you fancy doing it?" But I have to say, it's the training. You can't just turn up and do a no. marathon. No. Months of training, and then you've got to go around getting people to sponsor you, and then the hard work comes afterwards when you've actually completed the marathon. Go and say, "Oi, Dave, you promised me twenty quid. Where's the twenty quid? <laughs> oh, next week, mate. Next week, and the next week comes. Dave, where's the money? Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. You get all that, don't you? Yeah, that's that's you don't the, need that. Well, the, 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 Justin, I think sponsorship has changed a little bit since you were at school. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go around with a bit of paper where someone writes down mm. one p a mile. That you, that it's all done online now. So yeah, if that's know, if that's I... the only thing you're worried about, Justin, yeah. we can sort that out. Yeah, why don't we do it together next year? What do you reckon, oh, London yes. Marathon? Such a muppet. <laughs> Don't make it bad. I'll be with you in a little bit, Lynn. Take a sad song. Well, in seven minutes, six seconds, to be honest. Make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. Hey, Jude, don't be afraid.
the Beatles. <laughs> hey Jude. You can hear, you can hear if you listen carefully, John Lennon swearing that. You can. Can't remember where it is. You've got to listen really carefully. You hear him, um, you do hear him swear. You've got sensitive ears. Have to be listening on DAB. So, what's under your bed? But also, more importantly, and I'm disappointed by the lack of response this has had, can I wash my woolen scarf? I have a woolen scarf. Which is my favourite, favourite scarf of all time, right? And it's filthy. And I'm wondering, can I wash it? Well, Lynn and Hemel. Lynn, can I wash my woolen scarf? Of course you can. Can I? You can wash woolen jumpers, can't you? I yes, I can. But um, the few times I have washed woolen jumpers, they've they've ruined. My wife shrunk one of my woolen jumpers once, so it was so small it didn't even fit my boys. Well, why don't you try? I've got a cashmere scarf. I'm not washing that for you. You wash your own. No, I wouldn't wash it. Oh. What I think you should do... Yes, Lynn. Hello? And by the way, I think you're as mad as a box of frogs. Beg your pardon, Rude. How very rude, Lynn. <laughs> how rude. Listen, all I want is someone to tell me how to wash my woolen scarf. You could hand wash it. Could you do it for me? Yeah, of course. Drop it round about half an hour. Yep. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that sorted. <laughs> Let's get the weather, shall we? Oh no, hang on a second. I've got a. Oh, there's no way. Of, there's no smart way of doing it. <laughs> I've just had to press that. Right here we go. Let's get the weather with Kate Kinsella. Maybe she can help with my wool and scarf. Hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kate, how should I wash a wool and scarf? Yeah, I could wash a woolen one, but not a woolen one. Um, so probably do it in. <laughs> In a uh, what do you cold mean? wash, in a cold wash. What? What do you mean? I'm not. I don't mean anything by that. Sounds like you meant something. What's happening with the weather, Kate? Today, really Today's rude. the day to wash your woolen scarf um, because it's going to be warm and it's a good drying day out there because there's plenty of sunshine. Now we have got some cloud coming and going. The wind, however, is light, um, but temperatures set to soar, if I can say that, above average for the time of year. We're looking at a maximum temperature of 22 Celsius. That's 72 degrees in Fahrenheit. So feeling rather lovely in the sunshine. Now a pleasant end to the day, some evening sunshine to enjoy if you're planning to see out the bank holiday right to the very end. And then it's a clear sky overnight which could lead to one or two mist and fog patches developing because the wind is very light minimum temperature down to seven celsius 45 degrees in fahrenheit now for tomorrow some bright and sunny spells again in fact a very similar day to today the only difference is we could see a shower pop up it's a slim chance but that's because it's going to be a little bit warmer and the cloud because there's a little more of it tomorrow may get a bit excited in the warmer temperature so we could spark off one or two showers but maximum temperature tomorrow 23 possibly 24 celsius that's 73 degrees in Fahrenheit, and that's your forecast. You were saying something, weren't Hi you? Hi then. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. Sati <laughs> bye. How rude. How rude. 
Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni with the best local news stories. I get to meet a lot of really interesting people with the most amazing stories. We feel as if we haven't been taken notice of. Yesterday we heard that the bank had gone, but today it's still there. The cat got delivered up in Kabul. You should be back in the UK in two months. With the best local talking points. Do some of the bakers have flapjack fights? No, of course not, Roberto. Well, not in our shops. <laughs> Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, right, 08459 455 555. Um, Colin's in Dunstable. Good morning, Colin. Yeah, that's the number I've just run. Ah, well, then you're speaking to me. Ah, so not put, Mr. Ian Lee. Is that Mr. Colin in Dunstable? It is. Good to, yeah. good to speak to you, sir. Yeah. Uh, hey. Brilliant show. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. I mean, some, some would call it a shambles, brilliant. but we, we, it's nearly finished for those haters, so... It's, it's a shame, actually. I can come around... On, on, when I've been to Hemel and dropped my uh, woolen scarf off, I can pop to Dunstable and uh, talk to you for a couple of hours if you want. Fine. I mean, Justin knows where I live. Well, I bet he does. he's been here. Yeah, I bet he has. Yeah. Um, Why have you called in, Colin? Right. Apart from to flirt with me. <laughs> oh. Hey. Um, right, your and scarf. Yes. Get some lukewarm water. Yes. And some uh, either um, soap flakes. Soap flakes? It's not 1947. No, or some of this um, cold water. Um, I've heard about this cold water, yes. Cold water uh, detergent. Oh, right, yes. That you use for camping, you know. Yes. Um, and wash it in that and then dry it. Flat. And that'll work. Would you now? Ah, now the drying flat. I, how how do I do that? Well, I'll be honest. Um, you don't know because you can't no. put, you can't put it on a clothes horse. It'll stretch and sag. Well, you could if you put it sort of um, on the top. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gently. Yeah. And let it dry naturally. Okay. Uh, under my bed. Yes. Uh, well, I've got sort of drawers under my bed, so I just keep, um, I've got a, a sleeping bag and mm-hmm. some old pillows and things why, like that. Why would you have a sleep? And by the way, there's nothing better than sleeping in a sleeping bag. In fact, I think I'm going to sleep in one tonight, because it's, it's, it's like being in the womb, but less wet. Uh, but why have you got a sleeping bag under your bed? Well, it's just convenient to keep it there. Yeah, yeah. I've got these bags that you, um... Do up and suck all the air out of. Sorry? You know these big <laughs> polythene bags? Oh, the ones that you can store things in and it makes them smaller? Yeah, right. they're brilliant. Hey, Colin, do you listen to BBC Three Counties a lot, don't you? Oh, yes. Who's your favourite political correspondent on BBC Three Counties Radio? Political? Yeah. Uh, there is only one. And their name is? I can't think of it. <laughs> um... Ah. Um, not Gareth Lloyd, the other one. Um, Paul Scoynes, of course. Colin, hello. say hello to Paul Scoynes. Hello, uh, Paul. Hi, hi, Colin. How are you? I'm, I'm all right, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. He mixed you up with Gareth Lloyd. Yeah, yeah I'm well, sorry, I just couldn't, I had a... It's me age, you know, Ian. You what? It's, it's me age. It's your age. Well, Colin, listen, it's lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Have a great day, and we'll speak to you soon, mate. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, let's go to... We couldn't get Gareth Lloyd, unfortunately, so he's too busy <laughs> listening to unsigned bands. So, we've got Paul Scoynes. Paul! Hey, morning, hey, Ian. You've got um, your, your... It's your day off, and we'll find out in a second what you're doing on your day off. But before that... Right. 
Yeah. I was, um, I follow you on Twitter, uh-huh. and I saw you made a little worky faux pas at the weekend, didn't you? Did I? Well, well you, you, you turned up for work very, very early. Oh, yeah, well, yes, yeah. What yeah. happened? Tell uh, the listener what happened, Paul. Well, okay, I, um, I, I, I do a bit of moonlighting for our, our colleagues down in London sometimes, and, um... I'd uh, had a long week with the elections and everything. And Very busy in... week and excellent reporting, by the way. Thank you. Thank, no, thank you. you. And, and, yeah, no, thank you in many ways. You're, um, you're and, welcome. Uh, uh, on Saturday, I thought I was working. So I, I, my alarm was set for three o'clock in the morning. I got up, got on the train into London. I got on my, uh, I, don't, I don't like calling them Boris bikes, but you, everyone knows them as yes. Boris bikes. They're on my little bike. Um and cycled to Broadcasting House and uh, got into work, sat down, logged on, um, phoned the reporter saying, hey, what are we going to do today? And they said, I, I don't think it was you today. I didn't think you were supposed to be here today. I said, no, no, no I, I, I definitely am supposed to be here today. I checked the road in the week. I'm definitely supposed to be here. And um, she said, no, I'm pretty sure it's not you. And so I, I did check the rotor. And at 5 a.m., and I, I realised I had indeed made a terrible work so far. And um, had got into work not just early, but two weeks early. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat there. I sat there for a while working, trying to see if there was anything I could do at five a.m. and uh, in London. It was a lovely morning. I thought I could get back on my Boris bike yep. and, and go for a cycle round. But no, in the yeah. end, I thought I'd just go home. Oh, yeah. Well, bless you, Paul. You're 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 a trooper. What, yeah. It's your day off today. What have you got planned for today? Well, it's actually, it's my wife's birthday today. Oh! It's a rather special birthday. So, um, I've, uh, I've planned a day of things. I say a day, it starts at one o'clock. It's not really a day, is it, really? But, um, I, well, my morning's planning was was poor. And, um, and there are other things throughout the week. You know, I've got a week off, so I've oh. I, I decided to, uh, to do a few things. But, um, yes, I've, she is in earshot, so I have to be uh, marginally is it, is careful. It, is some of it top secret, then? Have you got surprises some planned? Of it is. Oh, well done, yeah, you. Yeah, some of it is. Well yeah, done. Although my friends started tweeting about it, so that's oh. not really... Uh, Block. Yeah. Block and unfollow. She doesn't use it. So okay. Okay. Well, listen. So I, I, I won't go into too much detail then. But um, yeah, we are going. Ex- we are going ex- to a, a really, really poncy art exp- exhibition. Really poncy. It involves German textile artists. <clears throat> <laughs> I've never heard you whisper before. Uh, Paul, listen. Have a have a lovely day and a lovely week off. Lots of love to the no, wife. No, thank you. And, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> we'll speak to you. I, I don't know. I guess what uh, later on in the, every morning, probably. Yeah, we'll, we'll harass yeah. you every morning. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, good. Thank you. There we go. Yeah, good. Great. Yeah, good. Right, lots to cram in. Last five minutes of the show. Milton Keynes Marathon today. The second one ever in Milton Keynes starts at 10 o'clock in Saxon Street. Well, Andrew Winterbottom, who lives on the Bucks Oxfordshire border, is founder and chairman of the Fight Bladder Cancer Trustees, is there. So now you're not running, are you, Andrew? No, I'm not in. It's my daughter that's running here today for her first ever marathon. This is, this is Katie. That's right, yes. How old is Katie? She's, what, 20... Oh, my God, I've got to work this out. Oh, Andrew. I think it's about 28 now. Oh, I've put a dad on the spot. I do apologise. Sorry, I know exactly what that's like. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so it's her first ever. How's training been going for Katie? It's going fine. She's had a bit of few hip problems, but she's taken some paracetamols and other painkillers. So, But she's up for it today, so I'm very proud of her. Uh, And why exactly is she running? What's she running for? 
Well, we're, we're running to raise awareness for fight bladder cancer. Bladder cancer is very much a, an unknown, untalked about cancer, despite the fact it's the sixth most common cancer in the country. It doesn't get mentioned very often. I'm assuming, Andrew, that, that you have a personal connection with it. I am. I got diagnosed with bladder cancer about four years ago now, and I'm sort of three and a half years post-operation, and touch wood, I'm still around, which is good news for me, of course. And how, how bad did it get? Uh, it was a major thing for me. I, yeah. When I was diagnosed, I had a, up to about a 15% survival rate predicted because it was caught very, very late for me. Sorry, 15% survival rate? Yes, because I was wow. caught so late. I was at stage four. But the key thing about bladder cancer is if it's caught early, it's very, very treatable. Yeah. Something like 90% cure rate. So it's important that there is awareness. And it's a cancer that's hardly ever talked about, sadly. How, how, what are the, the symptoms? How would people be suspicious they might have a problem? Very, very simple. It is blood in your wee. Right. You get any blood in your wee, no matter how faint, go and see a doctor and they can start t- checking you out. And did it, you, did you not, did, were you one of those blokes that saw something was wrong with your wee and thought, oh, it'll be fine? Well, it, when it happened to me, it wasn't just a little bit of wee, it was a, a, a little bit of blood in the wee, it was right. a lot. Right. So I went straight to the doctor um, that night, it was an emergency doctor, because I thought, this is just not right about it. But I didn't know what it was a it was a symptom of at that stage, because I don't think anyone knows what the symptoms of bladder cancer are. Yeah. I mean, when I first was diagnosed, um, there was not a single charity in the country supporting people with bladder wow. cancer, so, which is why we founded our, our charity ourselves. Andrew, Katie's running today. We wish her the best of luck. If people want to sponsor her, what can they do? Well, if they go on to Facebook and, and search Fight Bladder Cancer, all the information's there. Andrew, listen, uh, best luck to Katie, and I uh, hope you manage to, you know, uh, have a, a restful day watching your daughter run 26 and a half miles. Thank you, Andrew. Well, it is the Milton Keynes Marathon today, and we've sent Justin Dealey out and about. Justin, uh, whereabouts are you now? Ian, I'm outside Stadium MK, where the runners and walkers are gathering. Ian, I've got to be honest with you, some of these cycling shorts that the men are wearing, oh. wow. Wowzers. Um, they are very, very tight. Clearly, I don't want to see very that. talented men uh, in Milton Keynes. Uh, very brief words here with Mike. Mike, this is your 11th marathon, your first here in Milton Keynes. Do you agree some of these cycling shorts are way too tight? They are. I was going to get some pink ones, but I couldn't find any, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Miss. I'm glad you didn't. Um, what's your personal best, then? This is your 11th today. What's your personal best? Uh, three hours, 27. And the weather today, it may be a glorious day, but, of course, it's going to cause havoc for you, isn't it? I think come midday it would be a bit too hot, to be quite honest. And it, could, um, it could hinder some PBs, yeah. yeah. And a final word on Ian back in the studio. He doesn't do marathons. Why do you do marathons? What do you get from this? Uh, just to get fit, really, to be quite honest, and just, just enjoy it, just uh, outdoors. Brilliant stuff. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Mike joining us live in his uh, green shirt. His uh, shorts aren't too tight, by the way, but uh, up to 6,000 runners are kicking off at 10 o'clock today, 26.2 miles. And, um, yeah, it's a very, very hot day, so that could cause a few problems for the runners slash walkers, Ian. <laughs> so, you're not tempted at all to go and have a little uh, little joggage. You can, you can stop for fag breaks if you want. I mean, I have inquired, but um, I'm yeah. too late for today. So OK, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a real shame. Uh, Justin, what are you, you've got the rest of the day off. What are you doing? Um, I'm going to be going to a barbecue at, at my uncle's house, who looks incredibly like me, actually. Quite tanned. Uh, he's still got the bouffant. Um, used to work in radio himself. So, yeah, I'll uh, be going for a, for a family barbecue this afternoon. Justin, have a lovely day. Nice to speak to you. Speak to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ian. Cheers, my dears. There we go. Well, fantastic. We've... Uh, Managed to find out exactly what everybody uh, is up to. And don't forget, of course, if you um, want to support any of the charities, the charity we just spoke to uh, there was uh, Andrew, who is uh, the chairman of the Fight Bladder Cancer, and we wish his daughter Katie the best of luck. And to all the runners today, good luck. Never going to catch me doing it. Here's the travel with Justin. Ben.
Beds, Hearts and Bucks Travel. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. The A1M northbound, the lane shut on the entry slip road due to an overturn just around Junction Street. Culver House Road still shut due to an incident between St Augustine Avenue and St Edelbert Avenue. Also, the A405 building up around the M25. Public transport were running well, revised services. We're also hearing trains on stopping at Alexandra Palace, Hornsey, Harringay due to signalling issues. Justin Peterson, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. I've had a mysterious uh, Facebook message from Christina who sent me a, a, a picture of a bridge. Okay, where is this? Christina. Uh, morning, Ian. Really enjoying the show. Ta-da-la. I took a photo yesterday of this bridge on my way back from Dorset. Over the years, this message on the M25 near Ricky has baffled me. What does it mean? Well, it says, give peas a chance. I think it's a joke. It's a pun on give peace a chance. I hope that answers it for you, Christina. Back tomorrow at six. Tim's up next. Getting beds, hearts and bugs talking. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thank you, Ian. I'm Tim Wheeler, and at nine o'clock, it's the big...